Welcome back to Angel on Top, a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of Angel, one by one, spoiler-free, and in tandem with no one. Everything has changed. We're all alone. But with a special guest today! (laughs) You're not totally alone! Okay. (laughs) I'm your co-host, Latoya Ferguson, a.k.a. the dead female lead of the buffering verse, a.k.a. one half of the gun squad, he wears hoodies, she wears Fredskin, something, 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 Taylor Swift lyrics, a.k.a. the Gilbert to Morgan Sullivan, a.k.a. Daddy, even if only a couple of other people can now remember that, but it otherwise makes no difference, at least not on screen, a.k.a. Captain Forehead, a.k.a. even more annoying new nicknames to come with two episodes left after this. And I'm your co-host, Morgan Ludich, a.k.a. the other dead girl one of the buffering verse, a.k.a. the other half of the gun squad. He was in this episode, right? A.k.a. the Sullivan to Latoya's Gilbert, a.k.a. daddy, daddy at last and proud to be here. Hello <laughs> to my fellow con heads. This one's for you. A.K. William Bloody. A.K.A. even more annoying new nicknames to come, if we can. <laughs> and this week, we're watching Angel Season 5, Episode 20, The Girl in Question. The Girl in Question was written by Stephen S. DeKnight and Drew Goddard. Oh, boy. And directed by David Greenwald. Dude, look what they did to your show. It aired on the WB on May 5th, 2004. And this is the one where a mission, and more importantly, the news that Buffy is there, takes Angel and Spike to Italy to collect the decapitated head of the leader of a demonic crime family and return it to Los Angeles so it can be resurrected with the proper rituals. And would you believe goofiness ensues? So, like we said, we have a special guest today. Um, am I the girl in question? <laughs> yes! You're the titular girl in question. <laughs> yes. Um, I've like introduced myself more already. So much. Introduce yourself in case people don't know just from your voice. It's true. I mm-hmm. haven't been here in so long. Um, it's been my, so long. My name is Kristen. I usually have a corner. Um, however, today mm-hmm. I'm taking up the entire room. Uh, as I have been told, I am mostly here to get roasted the whole time, but I have shown up anyway, and I am excited. <laughs> Brave. We, of course, kicked this all off by showing Kristen the Ariana DeBose bathroom trap, <laughs> the most important thing in the entire world to us, mm-hmm. f- because she had not watched it yet for some reason. For some mm-hmm. inexplicable reason. Now I know. I've been baptized into mm-hmm. um, the yeah. rap Baptized, cult. if you will. Wow. Yeah. Why didn't I get that Thank one? You. <laughs> yep. Also, if you've been wondering where this episode's been, blame Kristen. Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, we have all. This is a. I think this is important to get out right at the top here that this episode is somewhat cursed. Like we've all had to move it. It has uh, been several weeks in the making. Um, whatever you get, we- <laughs> be thankful. <laughs> We actually all just needed to date the immortal for like a week just for immersive experience, the immersive experience of it. So now we've all done that. We're all here. 
Mm-hmm. We can now all speak to the experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and boy. And we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, so, the girl in question, uh, mm-hmm. as I joked in the intro, dude, look what they did to your show. Because Greenwald's been gone. Uh, this was his first uh, episode he's directed since uh, the season three finale. Um, wow. Uh, Greenwald, so the episode's Greenwald directed because he co-created the show with Joss. Mm-hmm. Like, it was supposed to be, like, his show, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So those episodes were season one, she. Yes, oh. the Bailin <laughs> classic. Wow. Don't worry. The rest of the episodes are good that he's directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the season one f- uh, finale, to Shanshu in L.A., Wow. Uh, yes. Season uh, really two, good. episode five, Dear Boy, a Darla Bop. Mm. Oh, a Darla Bop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Season two, episode 22, the finale, No Place Like Plurts Glurb. Mm. <laughs> then the season, season three premiere, Heartthrob, and season two, uh, three finale, Tomorrow. And, you, you know, with your favorite scene ever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. With Morgan's favorite scene ever going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> you going up? And you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's directing, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is his return yeah, to the show yeah. in general. I mean, so does he? I don't know about the last two episodes. Is he involved in the final two as well? I don't believe he is. No, right? Because this really is like imagine, his farewell yeah. to the series. I wonder, I like, and maybe you know some of this, but I just wonder. I feel like having talked to Charisma and having heard Charisma talk, like it seems like her and David Greenwald are very tight. Um, yes, I believe he, he wanted her specifically for this show. Yeah, He yeah. was like, that, that was like his most important thing. He's like, I need Charisma on the show. And so I wonder if this is like a bittersweet kind of moment for him where like he wants to come in and direct one last episode before the series is over, but also everything that has happened to Charisma slash Cordelia fucking has sucked. So I'm sure he's yeah. not pleased about that either. Yeah, and I'm sure he was excited to uh, film the flashbacks, and yeah. I would say the, the these are the worst flashbacks we've ever gotten in the history of these <laughs> both of these series. I can't wait to find out how these win the game, but great. <laughs> I'm I'm excited as well. I I oh wow, this episode made me tired in many ways, but I gotta say. Um, I, I, in watching it three times for this uh, at you know different points uh, in our attempts to record this, I went through a real journey. Like <laughs> I really hated it. I hated it so much it made me mad. And then yesterday I watched it and I was like, you know what? This is a little funny. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. Like, yes, like it's like, like I going in with like the lowest expectations possible and just being like, oh god, it's gonna be so bad. And turning it on, I was like, you know what? I'm giggling a little. So I added new positive notes in my angry notes. So uh-huh. this document is all over the place that I'm going to be working <laughs> off of and referencing as we go through this. So that should be See, fun. The, uh, in terms of the humor stuff that works for me, of course, none of the bickering stuff works for me. And the, mm-hmm. uh, this was what I wrote just like just for memory. Like my favorite bit for like particularly the girl in question plot, obviously not. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, and we'll talk about the Fred, Elyria West stuff. Um <laughs> Like the, I remembered, and I still think like the Chow flashback is the is the best part of the episode of of like that. I, it's like it looks the best. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is what those like 
concept episodic episodes of this season should have been like this look looks interesting mm-hmm, yeah. and like in a way nothing else does like i found myself like i never want to see the wolfman heart set ever again because this is how poor the yes. show is like the bit about them going to Italy and being exactly the same i, I think i used to find it funny but now i'm just like they had no money mm-hmm. i never want to see mm-hmm. the set again <laughs> I, if I don't see blonde wood again. <laughs> Sorry, blonde wood? Mm-hmm. What did you say? Like blonde wood. Like if <laughs> oh, I don't see that wood. like warm toned wood again, like I see it again in my life, it'll be too fucking soon. I'm sick was, of that color. <laughs> I was so immersed in the Buffy verse that I heard blonde and thought of Spike and then wood and thought of wood and was like, what? Did I miss something what? in this episode? I, Robin Wood, wood catches strays blonde. again in this episode, basically, anyway. Um, I just want to establish that the reason that I'm going to be roasted this whole time um, is not because of my lack of Kristen's Corners, which I deserve to be roasted for also, um, but because I texted Morgan and LaToya and was like, oh my god, this episode is so fun. I had so much fun with this episode, and they were both like record scratch what? This was like after our first time viewing, too. I I had such a fucking good time watching this episode, and I like, Mm -hmm. because I hit the wall of you both being like, what the crap i like have thought about Mm -hmm. it so much and i have two things to say up the top one Mm -hmm. i miss the buffy verse so much okay Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm having a blast talking about the x-files but it is a very different thing at a very different time Mm -hmm. and so this kind of episode was like a very particular re-entry into the buffy Mm -hmm. verse for me you know it's like Mm -hmm. it has really fun italian demons and like i do enjoy the like emasculating bickering between the two fucking Mm -hmm. broody idiot leads you know like that is very Mm -hmm. fun for me and so i think like that is that was why i just like hit the ground running Mm -hmm. with the general thing i just yeah that fun Uh, understandable and also like really my issues they kind of again they speak to the larger problem with the season which i feel like mm-hmm. i keep coming back to it like we're focusing on the wrong things when they're like yeah. at the wrong time when there are major issues and implications we should be focusing on instead or we're only focusing on them off screen the, again there are there are mm-hmm. two episodes left after this one. They already knew they were canceled. So this episode mm-hmm. was like intentionally made despite knowing they needed to pivot accordingly. Yeah. I think like the odd couple grumpy old men shit for Angel and Spike, sure, it makes sense. Earlier in the season, mm-hmm. the way I see it, you do this immortal Buffy plot or like right mm-hmm. after Spike becomes corporeal instead of having the whole, I'm not going to tell her for reasons and just mm-hmm. like, ha- like do get it, get it out of the way there. Yeah. And also then the Andrew stuff, Andrew's character makes more sense having not just been an insufferable piece of shit and damage. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Cause at least then that damage would come after this, as opposed to this coming after damage, which is ridiculous to mm-hmm. me. Also, I still hate I- Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm nodding so hard. I just want it on the record. I'm like doing. I'm, it's like I'm nodding very, very hard. Why are we doing this when we're, uh, we're like we just introduced like Angel playing ball with Wolfman Heart and like mm-hmm. that's like a, a tiny bit of Gun's like anger, but like it, it's it's over like in this. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to continue the next episode, but like this episode could have given more to that. Like, why is yes. there no focus on the fucking apocalypse? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, the pacing is nuts. I could not stop thinking about that joke that I think is from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine season one finale, where they do one of their many like slow motion uh, to a cue, a music cue thing. And then Captain Holt says, Jake, the overwhelming time pressure. And it cuts <laughs> to like no longer slow motion. He's kind of just like flailing around dancing <laughs> like an idiot. That's what this whole episode felt like to me. I kept being like the overwhelming time pressure wrap up a full <laughs> universe worth of stories now please and they're like ooh what if it was goofy you know how when you go to Italy it's silly and I'm like no I'm not rich I've never been to Italy you know I think like uh, I know you guys have been like tiptoeing <laughs> tiptoeing is probably the wrong phrase but like that you have your issues with some of this season and that like you want to make sure that the listenership knows that you fucking like this show and I feel like this is like case in point of what it's like. Like, I come into the, I, like, I like the show Angel. I'm having a blast. I come in, I'm like, wee, fun. But like, you're here and you're like, these are the, this is the story we care about. These are the characters we care about. And that's the reason you have issue with this episode and with a lot of the rest, which I think and is lost sometimes on people who listen in yeah. to critiques. I'm not, I'm literally not even saying yeah. don't do this episode. I'm just saying yeah. do this plot earlier. Yeah, yeah. Fully do agree. it. Just do it at a different time. Yeah. Yes, very much so. And it, I, yeah, I just, I'm, what are we saying? Like, that, that, I guess that is my, one of my bigger questions is like, we're, we're, it's the, the show is winding down and we're saying these two men are both still really petty and obsessed with some 20 year old, like, and like can't stop <laughs> so, getting the in their in own way. Some I know, and, and, and obviously that's uh, reductive about Buffy, who I uh, love and would do <laughs> anything for. But like, I, I'm kind of like, okay, like, wasn't this show about, like, atonement? Like, I, you know, it's, I, I'm just confused about why we're here often. Um, but there's still stuff that I like about it. And I have, I, tr I tried to find moments in the show to be like, mm -hmm. oh, this is what I'm actually, rather than just complaining about what I'm seeing and that I don't like it. Uh, I tried to find moments to highlight what I'm actively missing about the show of the past. And I'm excited mm -hmm. to talk about those things with you mm -hmm. guys. Cause fuck, and I love Angel. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, Piggybacking off that, and Kristen, you you created the perfect opening for me to discuss this. Uh, so, you know, trying to ignore the negativity because it's not productive. But, like, I feel like I'm addressing it because I want people to be perfectly clear what I'm attempting to do with this podcast and why to just blanket it as hate is a problem. So there was a comment basically saying, I understand the hate season, the season four hate, but I was genuinely surprised that the hosts hate season five just as much. I figured since the host can watch and enjoy the vampire diaries, <laughs> they'd be able to find some redeeming qualities in the final season of Angel, but alas. Okay, damn if it, Rita, fair. <laughs> if an hour of heavy criticism is what you're looking for, then you've come to the right podcast. To which, okay, so non-constructive, grow the fuck up. Like. Uh, mm. I didn't realize this was a podcast for babies. Constructive, though. So I see people say, like, how can you, re like, uh, how, how would you react if, like, people were saying this stuff about your favorite show? Again, first, this is my favorite show, full stop. The end. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, but also, why would it matter if someone, like, said some, like, criticized my favorite show? Mm -hmm. Because criticism is, first of all, not a value judgment on the person who likes the thing. Second of mm -hmm. all, 
actual criticism is dying. That God, that New York Times TikTok mm -hmm. film uh, article has made me so upset. But like, yeah. there's no actual like digestion and analysis. It's just like, I like this thing and entertain me. Mm -hmm. Cool. But like, this is a, this is storytelling. This is a storytelling medium. So mm -hmm. if I if I'm finding problems with the story that they are telling, and even if I don't like, you know, I don't like Connor fucking Cordy. <laughs> Yeah, but I could see the, the, like the story they were telling yeah. and how it worked and how mm -hmm. it didn't work. Uh, again, mm -hmm. that's why I I, I I talk pretty highly about season four in general. Mm -hmm. I see fundamental flaws in the story they're telling in season five, like for the fact, like the Nina bit in this. It's like first of all, you wouldn't know he's still dating Nina ever unless this uh -huh. episode. Yeah. I felt mm -hmm. so bad for that boring blonde woman every time she was mentioned this Me episode. Too. That was very rough. It's like just leave Poor her alone. Nina. Leave her out of this. Leave her off screen because that's where you want to put everything. Leave her and her <laughs> blonde niece out of this. Um, and I, I just, I what I do hate is the blanket use of you know, oh you're a hater. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's not a problem to criticize things, especially things you love. I'm currently yes. watching for the first time a David E. Kelly show that from 1992, Picket Fences, which I think fucking rules it's like it's it's very david e kelly so uh, it's from 1992 it is like the x-files a lot of the things like talking about issues don't hold up like they actually have a pretty like progressive uh transgender episode but the language you're, they're using not not so much but like the no, message is very good huh. and it and it's like this this rules but mm -hmm. like if I can criticize why it doesn't work and still enjoy the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who is the, I can't think of the name of your friend who is um, show runs maybe or show ran for Lucifer. Who is Joe, uh, Joe Henderson. Yeah. yeah the conversation that you had with him about this was so amazing. Like if you listen to this podcast and you missed that one, go back and listen to that because it was very, very um, powerful to listen to you all talk together and him as somebody at the, sort of like at the lead of a show being like, this mm -hmm. is the point, you know, like I want mm -hmm. to have these conversations and Latoya, you were like reviewing that show. And like, that was, that's, I mean, yeah. Anyway, go back and listen to it listeners. If you didn't listen to that one. It was yeah, for our Smile Time episode, which we did love. We love Smile Time. Smile time. We did. Very, a very positive app. Um, and it's also, I think, uh, an important. I also really liked the episode that we did with Joe. I loved uh, Smile Time. And I think it was cool to do uh, and important to talk a little bit about context, which is something that I think Latoya is so good about providing with her knowledge of the WB and that I try to uh, help with occasionally by bringing up the Matrix sequels and other important things, <laughs> um, uh, which I will be doing in this episode. Get ready. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I also think that Joe uh, provided not only like a lot of context and stuff for these episodes, but also context for the time that we are recording this podcast, which, you know, like this podcast is going to live on for a while and be preserved in amber, like as our opinions grow and change. But I think it's really important to say that we've been recording this like the time that we're recording this, like during the strikes, uh, during a time where it does feel like media and media criticism is just fucking crumbling. And it's so frustrating. So to talk about a story that I think, not to put words in Latoya's mouth, but I think 
both of us feel like is kind of falling apart and like decaying in pieces and um, serving maybe masters it shouldn't be. That's something that I'm seeing all the time today. Like a lot of the issues in this that are rubbing me the wrong way and making me pissed off are stuff that I feel like are so pervasive right now. So I think it was really nice that we were able to have Joe on to talk about the strike and like our present moment and kind of some of the overlap that our frustrations with this are having with our current media landscape. And mm -hmm. I think that's important context to talk about as well as the context about like talking about what TV looked like at this time. Like you watching mm -hmm. Picket Fences and saying like, wow, progressive for the moment. Like there's so many times that we've been watching things that you're like, okay, like is the, how does this compare to how storytelling was at the moment? And the, I, like when someone criticized us for not enjoying um, homoeroticism, <laughs> which uh, makes me laugh. Cause like, I love gay shit. Like, <laughs> the, the note not taken, um, friend. Uh, but like the idea that you and I don't like that when what I just don't like and what I'm so sick of is like gay panic and yeah. like the like two dudes being like, Ugh, any kind of affection between us is disgusting. Like, uh, and it just has never been a kind of joke the show ever had before. And now it feels like it's 40% of the show and that's exhausting so I think it's worth commenting on like things like that like it, context is important and I'm excited to kind of ground mm -hmm. this in that yeah Oof. that's those are all my points <laughs> and also just one thing like there are so many rewatch podcasts now and so many of them especially the ones uh that are created by you know former cast members are just mm -hmm. fluff yeah. yeah i never want to just provide fluff even when i just I, I i love an episode overwhelmingly i'm not gonna say and you know it's just cool and i like it mm -hmm. yeah yeah like, nothing wrong with thinking something's cool and liking it, but I don't know if that is worth 90 minutes of content. Um, uh, we'll see, we'll see what said. we do. When well, we watch uh, the OC, Kristen, that's what we'll, we'll do. It's just cool and I like it. It's I'm cool and I like it. Like, But, like, listening to you all talk um, and even just, like, being immersed in a rewatch place with television um, for as long as I have, like, I've learned so much because I really, mm -hmm. I just was kind of like, I came into the world as someone that was just like, I love it, cool. You know, like that was my like, baseline. Um, mm -hmm. But being mm -hmm. able to really think about things um, contextually and thinking about like, Latoya, you haven't even heard the next episode of The X-Files yet, but I was like, I feel like this season of The X-Files could have been like this many episodes shorter. I don't, even just thinking about the length, how many episodes could be in a season and how we can tell this story, but combine it with another mm -hmm. episode to make a bigger punch like that came from listening to you know really specifically latoya how you critique television mm -hmm. um and it's i think it's very good and important mm -hmm. so and also if you're here and you just want somebody to love the episode that's me i loved it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm here um should we dive in gang let's uh let's see uh, just some more context obviously so mm -hmm. this episode being promoted Ooh, look at that blonde girl dancing in the club. Hmm. Ooh. So Buffy is not in this episode. They don't ever say Sarah Michelle Gellar is in this episode. Like, they don't do that in promotion. Uh, I noted 
uh, notice that uh, this and the Smallville episode uh, that was its lead-in both had 4.7 million viewers. I believe 100% that it retained the viewers from Smallville because people were like, if Buffy's in this episode, yeah. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that is the only reason because they, they never retain the viewers, basically. Yeah. Like, they still had good numbers, but they weren't retaining viewers like that. Right, right. <laughs> And uh, let's see. So, well, obviously, we'll talk about Andrew's um, presence in this episode. This mm-hmm. was so originally. Um, it was not that Sarah Michelle Gellar was. They were trying to get her in this episode. They actually, I think, they wanted her for the next episode, but that didn't happen. Um, and of course, uh, as I've said before, or if I haven't, I will say it now. Uh, I do not begrudge Sarah Michelle Gellar not coming back to this world after what mm-hmm. we know about Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And every time they said there were scheduling conflicts, you, I think we all know what the real reason was because instead of Andrew, this was supposed to be Dawn. Michelle Trachtenberg, but she was uh, then unavailable to film. And I'm like, oh, Michelle Trachtenberg, uh, the girl who wasn't, uh, they were said that Josh wasn't allowed to be in a room alone with her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with her having scheduling conflicts then. Yeah. Go be free. A hundred percent. Yeah. I so because I've seen some people being like, oh, it sucks. Like Sarah, like, was like ungrateful, basically. And she wouldn't come back. Like, no, like, don't be grateful there's a lot like the people she's worked with i'm sure she could be grateful for and but like fuck joss whedon oh and also the oversimplification of that my god like even without (laughs) even without the like elephant of joss in the room like someone like you never know the complexities that someone has to the work that like the complexities the relationship that someone has to the work that they do and like a thing can be the most powerful thing that you've ever done in your life and also the most painful thing that you've ever done in your life in many ways so like just please stop existing out there yes. simplifying shit to like, oh, she was too good for it. Oh, she's too yeah, famous. Yeah, or like, people you know, are like, oh, people. she's focusing oh. on her movie career. That's why she won't do it. It's like, oh, I, she's, why should she have to come deal with this again? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. Why should she have to like probably work below her quote to be like on this show for two days with someone who's been... Pro- probably fairly cruel to her like yeah it just uh silly um and, and again as cruel to like fucking like more than cruel everybody. to charisma who she has a fucking relationship yes. with too yeah which also again like we said in you're welcome but like the 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 closure was never between angel and buffy on the show angel it was always angel and cordy mm-hmm. the angel mm-hmm. and buffy had their Absolutely. their closure on buffy Oh my god! With I the, was the cookie dough scene that I hate, which is brought up here and I hate here as well, Morgan. Morgan is dancing. <laughs> Morgan is dancing to the internal doo 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 uh, soundtrack really that like... plays in her brain. I'd recently we Ow. were writing. Uh... Oh wait, Morgan, are you? Did you say a thing? I did not hear what you said. No, I, I, ju- I was. She's like, seething. We'll about it when we get there, but I'm like <laughs> seething. <laughs> um, no, I was just gonna say I was just rereading some of the summaries for the end of season seven of Buffy for the book that we're writing, and remembered mm-hmm. all over again that Angel and Greg. Buffy kiss in the penultimate episode, and was I had to like take a break from writing the book. I got so mad all over again. Morgan's Morgan, dancing. Morgan, mm-hmm. Morgan is dancing now. Yeah, yeah. I did do a little dance for that yeah. one. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay, let's get to the actual episode now. Now it's time. Hell yes. Okay, we open Where Else? The Wolferman Heart Lobby. It is beige all around. <laughs> and Gunn tells Angel, we gotta act on something. Okay. And Angel is reticent about it. So Gunn now just wears hoodies to work now. And mm-hmm. I think, like... I think I always remember it differently that, like, Gunn actually did lose his lawyer brain and then, like, this is just him being back to normal. But, like, no, 
He still has his lawyer brain. Mm-hmm. He just decided just he's going to be hoodie man now. Hoodie man mm-hmm. at work now. Yeah. This is his rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. So Gunn is clearly unhappy with Angel. Uh, I write in my notes, presumably because he's still doing his heel turn. But I guess that's not for us to know. Yes. Uh, and then Angel caves and is like, fine, whatever you want done, Spike can do it. Cut to Angel's office. Spike is playing a Game Boy. I wonder in my notes, is Gun jealous? Uh, <laughs> the good old days. God, I miss it. I miss it so fucking much. And Spike is like, no, I'm not doing it. And Gun is like, but this is really important. And he finally talks about the, you know, yeah. thing. And, which and is I'm that. like, this would have been a great James Bond mission for Gun. Maybe get Gwen involved. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh my God. The two of them in Italy. Hot. Yes, exactly. <gasps> so sexy. What awesome sunglasses would they have oh. put on J. August Richards? <laughs> God, they would have been so hot. Um, but God is like, this mission is important. What needs to happen is that the head of the Capo de Familia, like uh, of the Goran demon clan, uh, this guy, he died on a business trip to Italy and he was more of a businessman than a monster, you know, destroying humanity. And now what has to happen is that his body needs to be picked up in the next 26 hours so his family can do a ritual on him, which will resurrect him. If he is not resurrected, there will be a huge power vacuum, which could endanger like, all human life stakes are set <laughs> i can't believe there wasn't a decapitation like i can't believe there wasn't a decapitation capo ca- like capo wordplay in here for us you know feels yeah it feels like a missed miss, opportunity miss. <laughs> <laughs> um angel is like yeah we'll send spike it's fine and then angel gets a phone call and his voice gets all soft and he's all he's all worried and what is it what is it he hangs up it's buffy Honestly, titles. Angel, don't tell him. Just go. Yeah, just yeah. go, bitch. <laughs> and he could probably figure it out because you're not telling him. But like, just just go. Honestly, yeah. If you really don't want him around, mm-hmm. you could have just gone. Um, we in watching the titles. Uh, this is one of the moments where I was like, "Fuck, I miss Angel." Uh, remember when the show was a Los Angeles noir? Um, <laughs> I I just uh, maybe it's because uh, I um, my like my boyfriend is a big uh, L.A. crime movie person, uh, but there's such a specificity to like L.A. After Dark that's just like mm-hmm. seedy and grody. Um, it just is fucking awesome. Uh, the, like Angel walking around here and having problems here. At yeah, remember when we like point this? out L.A. geography on the show? <laughs> yes, I miss it. And I was thinking, like, the same time they were shooting this, they were probably shooting Collateral. Michael Mann's Collateral, which is, like, an all-time L.A. after dark movie. And it's so cool. And it's on location all the time. And instead, everything is, like, brightly and warmly lit with inside the beige Wolfram and Hart offices <laughs> all the time. Like, I close my eyes and see beige. <laughs> Please. It's... <laughs> literally it, it, it's the beige office and then it's like the fucking back lot i'm like are we on like the, the paramount back lot from big fat liar well, that, that's italy yes. i'm like <laughs> they have no money which like shows are low budget it happens but like yeah. for a show that was like always so high budget it like it sticks out Yes, like you don't have to go to go to Italy in the plot of your show if you don't have money. But also, <laughs> I wish we could have seen blue Paul Giamatti in the background of one of the shots here. Him and Illyria facing off. 
<laughs> yes, finally a worthy opponent for her. <laughs> Kristen, the, are you a fan of Big Fat me. Liar? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not not a fan. I just I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah. You, you <laughs> never. You never saw. It. I never saw it. Yeah. Like, you never saw Biffle? No. Biffle. It's a real classic. I uh, highly recommend. If there oh God, are uh, watch, children in your life, okay. it's ooh, yes, hell yes, though. Please. Yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> our next scene's in the lobby. Angel storms out of the double doors, intent on saving Buffy. Apparently, she's up against someone called the Immortal. Uh, Spike says this immortal guy is, quote, the foulest evil hell ever vomited forth, end quote. Uh-uh. Harmony. Um, Thumbs up with the fucking comeback. <laughs> Worse than you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it, guys. Yeah. What do we think of this immortal plot? What part of the immortal plot? Like, the, the immortal Everything ab- everybody. about the immortal. I hate it. <laughs> I kind of do too. I, I want I didn't, to be funnier. I didn't like, I barely like the bit uh, in uh, Why We Fight with the Prince of Lies. This is basically that, but like the characters off screen, except for the one time he's dancing and he looks like a Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think back and you, you both have a more like encyclopedic knowledge of of the episodes we've we've seen with Angel and Spike together. But I like, I really enjoyed the comedy of them sitting with the fact that they both were in love with this person named Buffy for an episode. And like, I know that we've gotten like digs and zings and, and stuff like that, but I did like the setup of that. Like this guy who's been fucking with them since the dawn of time is fucking with them again. And that we get to see them sit with their ridiculous feelings for Buffy, you know, like that, like they are both mm-hmm. ridiculous and it takes this ridiculous man to like illuminate that they need to fucking move on. So I like that. Yeah. I I don't disagree that that is like a something that needed resolution. And it is something like a huge thing that they share and a very like kind of unsaid other than quips thing between them that maybe needed to be sealed off. But I do feel like what Latoya said was right on the money. It had to be earlier when they were having mm-hmm. all their petty disagreements. Like right now, I'm like, what about everything else, gang? But the the joke of the immortal itself, like I'm not against, but I do kind of hate that we don't see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I, we also... I think it's funnier if you like, he's super sexy and hot and there's some like incredibly charming dude here. Like where's Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant as <laughs> the immortal? You know, like, <laughs> give me something good. Like, have him show up once or have him have a henchman they're always dealing with. It being this faceless thing just it results in the two of them just kind of like squabbling impotently doing the same joke mm-hmm. over and over again. Like, there's no comedic I, rise like, and fall to what's yeah. going on with them. I just like, I wanted more. It's so one note for me. I like the brief bits, like vague bits where it's like they've both been trying to chase being like the the immortal and that's like colored mm-hmm. who they are as like vampires with souls and everything. But like, that's mm-hmm. not really the whole focus. Yeah. Uh, and also, shit, what was I going to say? Should we talk about the elephant in the room of the immortal, which is the Buffy comic. Oh, can you? Yeah. Familiar. So mm-hmm. is that a like? It's not a spoiler because we've talked about it already. In yeah, the, you guys in have already talked about it. Verse, technically, so it's this episode happens before the or before the comic arc or after the comic. Yeah. Okay. Before, before. the comic arc. Okay. Because so, the comic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, based on the comic, the Buffy comic, 
the immortal is not dating Buffy. Mm-hmm. This is just uh isn't it like just one of the other slayers? Yeah. Yeah. Just being a devil. In, the real Buffy is like in Scotland, I think. And then yeah. they're at the start of the comics. There's like two other sort of um, decoy Buffies. Uh, yeah. That, and one is in Rome. So, yeah. And this immoral thing is basically just Andrew did, did a prank on Angel and Spike. <laughs> yeah. I hate Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, I hate like, Andrew. Yeah, does Andrew not know about the apocalypse? Like Andrew, there's a whole ass apocalypse going on. Like, <laughs> aren't you a good guy now? Like, they should be doing their jobs. Let me do a prank on them after I just insulted them for being on the wrong team. Like, they should murder you. Yeah. I-, I do think they should murder Andrew. And, yeah. it, and it wouldn't be gay bashing because of the end of this episode. <laughs> Where I, you re- I rewrote the end tonight. of the episode. I rewrote the end of the episode as like, this is my best friend was a gay man when I was in high school. The, mm. These are Andrew's girlfriends. See, They're all going out to the gay club mm, together. You, you're so <laughs> kind. Okay. Because I'm like, again, I, <laughs> even at the time, and this is something I, I've always been firm and like, I didn't like the ha ha, he's gay. Yeah. Ha ha, he's mm. not gay jokes of, of the series. And like, mm. <laughs> this is just all of that totally. in one totally. arc. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's rough. But, um... So they say, we, we say Buffy's in Italy, uh, the immortal must have killed the capo, and Gunn's like, wow, damn, this guy's good. Uh, Spike now really, really wants to come to Italy, um, and the boys have a little fight while they're trying to yeah. get in the elevator together at the same time. Um, I do enjoy them both trying to enter rooms uh, at the same time mm. when they both get stuck in the doorway together later. That did make me laugh. Yes. Um, and they're like, we'll go to Italy to save Buffy. And Spike's like, you can't do it without me, so I'm going. Mm-hmm. There we go. Spike hasn't even told Buffy he's alive for reasons, and now he's diving headfirst into this. It's almost like this should have been sooner. What was the mm-hmm. plan if she had turned around at the club? Like, what was going <laughs> to happen? <laughs> well, they learned it's not Buffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the end. Wow. Oh, wow. But also, the other thing with the immortal, I just have a question. Oh, not even a question, but so we don't learn what the immortal is. He's not, they don't right. say he's a vampire, uh, and, and considering you have to be, like, invited to his places, I don't, is he just an immortal human, or what, again, what is his deal? Is he a demon? Very unclear. <laughs> yeah, he's a sex demon, but you know? He just looks like yeah. a Frankenstein from behind. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, so, uh, we, we then are on the jet. And Angel's like, you know, you're just, Spike, you're just here to, like, save Buffy and get her back. And Spike's like, do you have different plans, dude? Uh, Angel is like, well, I'm seeing someone. Spike calls Nina dog girl. Like, the disrespect towards blonde Nina. To our favorite character, (laughs) Nina, last name. (laughs) Absolutely. Angel's like, we're just what is- hanging out and she's not my girlfriend. And I wrote in my notes, damn. Like, what dude. is Nina's last name? They had to have given her a na- last name, right? It's last Nina name. Nina Werewolf last name, you know? <laughs> let's see. Let's do some guesses, shall we? I'm guessing N- Nina Thomas. Blonde. <laughs> Nina Blonde. <laughs> Nina Blonde. Nina Yeah, Arts I would school. go like <laughs> Nina Jones or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there a last name for Nina? Ash. <laughs> Her last right. name is Ash. Nina Ash. <laughs> Nina Ash. Okay. Well, there we go. 
So you're telling me that her sister is Jill Ash and her blonde niece is Amanda Ash? <laughs> I love Amanda Ash. The whole family's name. Oh, God. When will we pick back up with the Ash family? I hope it's next episode. I have a question about the the plane ride because I felt like the of audio course. choices here for this scene were weird. Like, not that I anticipate like very loud plane noises, but it was the most mm-hmm. silent. Like yes. there was not a fucking Nothing. noise like we were on a plane at no all. Home. Yeah. It's like weird. when they cut to them drinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, is the plane still moving? Yeah, it's it's sitting so- on the tarmac? Like what's happening? <laughs> Like no, when Serena like had when to Serena read. Serena <laughs> to read. <laughs> See, Kirsten, it's, it's a very specific uh, reference because I, I reference it all the time because I'm like, it wasn't that long, yeah. but she needed to, to stop everything and read on the tarmac. It's like, everyone stop. <laughs> Unreal. Um, Angel is like, you know, this isn't about us. We have to work together to stop the immortal and to save Buffy and to pick up the demon body. So let's put aside our differences and, you know, be partners like old times. And he says, and, you know, Pick up that demon body thingy. Now, one moment. I'm just kind of obsessed with Angel saying demon body thingy, <laughs> even though that's the most un- aggressively un-Angel thing I've ever heard. Like, that's the weird thing about this season. All the actors are so great. Like, Boreanis can be charming as this guy that isn't Angel, that is this, like, petty, angry dude that I don't know. But when yeah. I allow myself to enjoy it, it kind of breaks my brain because it's, like, the cognitive dissonance of, like, that's not my guy it's something that can be funny and that I can take joy in but it's not the show like that feeling I'm struggling with all mm-hmm. the time this season mm-hmm. and I just don't know how to address it's it like, or like reconcile it you know I love Petty Angel but like they're, oh. they're finding a way to, to ruin that for me and it's a uh, because it, I even addressed it in Time Bomb I'm like at a certain point I'm like I don't feel like I'm watching Angel I feel like I'm just watching like Boreana say lines mm-hmm Absolutely. And that felt very much here. So the boys then, we do the cut to the mini bottle scene. Angel's like, you're right. You really can't get drunk, drunk off these things. Call back to Hole in the World. Um, and Angel's The craziest like, yeah. time to reference that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Angel says he knows that he can't get drunk off these things because he drank a lot of them and he still doesn't like Spike. <laughs> um, good bit. Uh, Spike is like, how did you know Buffy was in trouble? And Angel admits he had someone spying on okay, her. This is the part that I hate the most about the episode. That this oh, I will get on your train for because fuck this. Honestly, what? Fuck it. Here's the thing. In general, with all this pettiness, why are we acting like there's not like hundreds or thousands of slayers just all around yeah. that can protect Buffy at all times? You don't, you think she's dating this immortal and like Willow and Giles aren't doing shit about this if it's a problem? Yeah, I'm I'm not worried. No, well, and that's the thing is like he's like it's very clear to I'm sure even Angel that he has eyes on Buffy just because he wants to fucking know what she's doing, which is again like we want Angel of 2004 to have grown far past a place where that this would be the vibe. I don't believe that Angel oh, of season we? three and four had somebody watching fucking Buffy. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. feels. Well, like he didn't way. have the resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, now he has the money. Heart. I mean, yeah. now. <laughs> Um, well, counterpoint, um, he says, I'm not proud of it, but it's Buffy. 
And um, I write in my notes, I can't believe this whole episode is about how much these boys like Buffy and I don't like it. But uh, <laughs> very, very cute line delivery uh, from Boreanaz here. Yeah. Love a bashful angel. Um, love the way that he has decided throughout this, uh, both these series to mumble Buffy's name like it doesn't even deserve to cross his lips. Like, gone for her. Absolutely. Love it. But um, yeah, it is infantilizing and weird. Um, but I also, I'm not like hugely against it, but also it's like, isn't that a waste of money? But it's a waste of evil people's money, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Angel's like, uh, my guy got seen and he's hospitalized now, so no one has eyes on Buffy. It's so funny. And Spike's like, you should have had more dudes on her! <laughs> Just fucking ninjas seeking out Buffy at all times. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, so uh, Angel's like, remember the last time we were in Italy? And Spike's like, oh, yeah, like it was yesterday. And then we get that 50s black and white Italy cut of Spike and Drusilla just saying ciao back and forth with a bunch of trendy Italian people. They both look so hot. Yes, it's the single best and best looking moment of this entire episode. <laughs> It looked so good. And I was like, give me this. Like, I, I want the immortal in these scenes. Like, I want yes. 50s Spike having to deal with the immortal. Like, uh, this aesthetic was just, like, fascinating to me. As opposed to kind of the exact same two wigs we've seen Spike and Angel in kind of doing the same thing they're always doing. The, the William this wig was really, like, pissing me off this time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm tired of seeing that damn mushroom head. You know that Absolutely. the William wig has to do something real bad to be the point of focus over the fucking Liam wig. <laughs> we, we're used to <laughs> it. Oh my God. It's just part of life. <laughs> That's just what Liam looks like. <laughs> he just has weird plastic hair. Oh God. Fucking Lego uh, head. I didn't know so when weird. I, because I, I mean, I've, I had only seen this episode once before watching it. Uh, this year um, and mm -hmm. I knew clearly I knew the girl in question was Buffy but I did not remember that Drew and Darla were in it and so I like gasped when I saw Drew and then when Darla was around I was like oh my fucking god what is this a smorgasbord for me we're saying goodbye mm -hmm. to our ladies yeah yeah by the way both looking gorge <laughs> Um, we cut back to the jet and Angel's like, what? I wasn't there for that flashback. Yeah, like, he, what? <laughs> he was sulking in L.A. at that time. Mm. Yeah, he's like, I was talking about 1894, the room of pain. <laughs> cut to 1894, the boys are strung up, they're in their bad wigs. And um, my notes from the scene originally, after watching this, you know, five million times this episode, these men are in box. This is all caps. Boo. These men are in boxers, which weren't invented until 1925. I looked it up. <laughs> they weren't popular until the 1930s. The fucking cowards. Uh, wait, yes, boxers were invented in 19. What did you say? 25. 25? Damn. Yeah. Mm. So everybody yeah, I looked it up. I'm like, until then? I guess so. Or, or bloomers. Or which is like nothing. Burlap. Like, like yeah, or nothing. Burlap underwear. Yeah. yeah. I was just like. Huge barrels. Seeing, seeing those huge ass boxers, I was like, this can't be right. I don't think this is how things were. I um, did not do any mm -hmm. research. I just screamed in my notes, oh my God, Angelus in shorts. Because I feel like I had never seen the calves of Angelus before. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's in Bermuda shorts. Yeah. It just it just yeah. seemed wrong, and I'm like, why is this wrong? And then I found out. <laughs> You were right to do the research, and thank you. Yes, thank um, you. Angel like comes to, wakes Spike up. They're like, ah, oh, the fucking immortal put us here. Uh, he's going to regret ever messing with us. I write in my notes that this is the last time David had to do the Irish accent. <laughs> do you think he's excited? <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever I spoken on record love... about the Irish accent? Has he ever I talked don't... about it? Yeah, he, he might have. Not that I know. Well, he's probably cracked jokes about it. I hope so. Probably. Very funny shit. I love the the my favorite part of this dynamic that the immortal creates is right here, which is when it forces the boys to hype each other up. <laughs> like yeah, Spike's yeah. like, he'll rue the day he crossed Angelus, and Angelus is like, and William the Bloody Man, like he shouldn't <laughs> fuck with us. Like the two of them both being like, you're so bad, no man, you're so bad. Like that I love. That yeah. oh, had yeah. me giggling. I, I found Boreana saying something about the wig and the accent. Oh, please give it. And to also, us. this it also even says like this was David Greenwalt's show. He says basically too confirming that. Uh, I remember we were working on an episode of Buffy. I was wearing a terrible wig and speaking in an even worse Irish accent. <laughs> Joss called me and said, "I like to talk to you tomorrow." I asked, "Am I getting fired?" <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I said, I still think I'm going to get fired. <laughs> Went into his office the next morning and he said, we're thinking of doing a spinoff series. David Greenwald is going to run with it. I'm going to assist with it. Uh, so basically it, it was Greenwald yeah. show as I, I've, yeah. I've been saying this whole time. Mm-hmm. It was not, it was, see, daddy came back. Yeah. This is, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, daddy, look oh, what God, you please, oh, yeah. no, Fa- take it Fast back. forward. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, I left the office, called my dad and said, they offered me my own spinoff series. This is amazing. But I was still concerned about the bad acts that I was doing. But that's kind of how I operate. I don't think too much about what's going to be, what's going to be coming. Just the here and now. Oh, that's brilliant. God it's very really cute. God bless you, David. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I love that so he knows leading. it was bad. He's like, they haven't fired me yet, so I guess it's fine. And like then, then you just got to keep at it. I mean, you've chosen your accent. That's your accent now. That's how Liam spoke. Like, he really thought he's best. like, this is, this is bad. I'm going to get fired. You guys know this is bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. Congrats, yeah, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um, so the uh, the Immortals lackeys uh, bust in, and uh, one of them slaps Angel around a little, and they say, you know, the Immortals actually going to just give you guys a reprimand, uh, leave the city, and never return. And they're like, this is our city. And he, they're like, no, it's the Immortals city. He's been here like 300 years longer than either of you have been alive. And uh, Angelus kills the dude and scares the other lackeys and they run away and the boys start getting dressed and jealous has his little kendra moment because he's very mad about what's happened to Thank his shirt <laughs> i literally <laughs> thought he was gonna say this is w- this was me only shirt after me his- only shirt <laughs> yeah his he kendra said- moment the accent <laughs> yeah it's like, like look what they've done to me shirt and yeah. i was like it's me only shirt it's literally it's the first happy. half of kendra's line about her shirt I, yeah i wrote mm-hmm. the same yeah uh, I, I did say earlier, I, I still, I, I think these are the single worst, like worst looking angel flashbacks. And again, with the, with the 50s Italy one, in comparison, I'm like, what, what, what have we done? But I also feel like the Salvatore brothers should be in all of these flashbacks. 
Absolutely. Like, the, Stefan and Damon are a rap. Stefan and Damon are partying with the immortal. They're like <laughs> fucking getting out. I was going to say, Lex no, is fucking da- the immortal. For no, Damon sure. is the immortal. And Stefan's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> And so he's making Stefan and Lexi like go with this I'm the immortal thing. Actually, oh yes. My God. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh. Universes finally perfectly braided together. That it, is it, make, it makes sense, right? Yeah. It, it really I, does. It makes me so happy. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Talking about how Damon Salvatore is actually very spiritual. Hilarious to me. Um, He he was wearing hats then too. You know it. Oh, we should have been able to see the back of his head and it was always in a hat. Like it was always in like a ridiculous hat. Oh my fucking Uh, God. I will talk about this for four hours if I don't move forward. The immortal's Um, good now. The immortal's good now. I have no notes. Um, And so tall. And so, so sexy and tall. Mm. Uh, the boys are like, we're going to go get him. They go back to their home base and Darla's in her bed, out cold. And Angel's like, what have they done to her? Cut to present day, Wolfman Heart Lobby. Illyria is looking at all the plants and she says, I can no longer hear the song of the green. They're so cheap. They won't <laughs> let her talk to plants on this goddamn show. <laughs> But I love that Lorne is standing like five feet behind her and says, do you think that includes me? <laughs> I, that on the third viewing, that joke really hits. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Were you also just, do you also have a sea breeze in hand like Lorne does in this scene? Oh I should have. I yelped out loud yesterday when I watched that. That, it got me. Oh my uh, God. Giving Illyria the advice to just have a cocktail and get over it is my. Which he what, had what already in hand. Yeah. Ready mm-hmm. for it. Here you go, he's baby. not well. <laughs> well, you know what I loved about the scene? The fact that Alexis's hair was fixed, which only highlights mm-hmm. even more how much it was at DEFCON 1 <laughs> in Time Bomb. David Greenwald was like, this won't do. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of gel. It's still... He cut it so short. Silly boy. Silly, silly boy. <laughs> um, so, Lord and Wes are watching and they're like, okay, so she can't talk to plants, she can't do time fuckery, but she's still very strong, so we do still have to be scared of her. Illyria accuses them of reveling in her defeat, and she says that um, currently, you know, like, having reduced powers is a fate worse than death. Uh, Wes is like, you know, how about we do some tests in the lab, which might give you some more answers. And she leaves to go do that, being fully like, it was my idea to do this, um, as she storms off. Love it. I love her. Um, Wes admits to Lauren, she's still unpredictable. We have to be careful. And then Fred's parents show up. I guess. Wesley, Gasped. you were supposed to tell them. How mm-hmm. did we not tell her parents? Because it's about his pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna take him to no- task, honestly. Because none of these people are doing the right thing ever anymore. Like, I, it just <laughs> yeah. like is shocking. Wes sees them. He's horrified. Like, obviously, this is like a terrifyingly, mind-breakingly horrible situation. Like, yeah. so much grief, so much mm-hmm. like shame. Uh, oh my god. They the Burkles are here because they are on a layover on a flight to Hawaii and they are here to surprise Fred. Wes invites them into his office cuz he's like, "Okay, I guess I have to like get them alone to fucking tell them this." And then Illyria is watching all of this from the balcony. 
and we have now this is a clear setup with the promise for tragedy <laughs> tell your friends tell your friends um, <laughs> i i love the idea of this storyline i find that it is hopelessly incomplete um but let's talk about it as we go forward um we then go back to italy the boys knock on the door to some apartment and Andrew answers. He says that this is Buffy and Don's place. He's crashing here because his place was incinerated due to an incident. Jokes. I set his place on fire. Yeah. Which way did it? <laughs> yeah, which way were you when that fire was set? <laughs> Setting it. <laughs> the boy, this is where the boys try to walk in the door at the same time and they get stuck it's very cute and funny mm. um andrew is like let's hang and they're like no we want to see buffy we don't like you um he explains that she's off to meet the immortal they just missed her and they're like oh no we better go help her and andrew's like yeah most nights they just spend all their time snuggling on the couch because they're together spikes horrified <laughs> by this he can't believe it. We cut back to the 1894 hideout where we learn that this is not a new phenomenon for the boys. Angel wakes <laughs> Darla up, gives her a smooch, tastes the immortal on her lips, aka Damon Salvatore. Whiskey. Um, <laughs> I love, love, love that Angel calls her my sweet death. That's his pet name for her. And I'm like, hot. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah, that's hot. You're like, Michael, why don't you ever call me that? Yeah, no one's ever calling me my sweet death. What the hell? I guess I'm not goth enough. I should be cooler and goth. Morgan, um, be goth. I would I would please, pay to Morgan, see Morgan be goth. Please. I'll be more goth for you guys, for both of you guys, for me, for us all. Great. Um, Break out that black Spike. lipstick. Hell yes. Ooh. Spike is aghast. Darla, however, seems like she had a pretty good time. There's nothing to be worried about here. She said, with yeah. the eyes and the chest and the immortality. Oh my God. Uh, the oh, um, darling, it was just fornication might be one of my favorite <laughs> Darla lines ever. So, she's yeah. so fucking good. Oh. Yeah. This is where she says that he's actually quite spiritual. And uh, <laughs> she gets out of her little improvised sheet dress into like this like lush dressing gown. It just all looked so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, Spike, Spike calls, calls Angel, Angel a cuck. cuck. <laughs> <laughs> One brain cell. <laughs> I yelled. I loved it. <laughs> um, and Drusilla comes in asking if it's time for, quote, another pony ride, end quote. <laughs> Kristen is covering her face. I can't. Can we play Drusilla's jingle? I, if we of had course. Drusilla Please. jingle, we'd play it too. But okay, great. Mm -hmm. Drusilla, you fill my heart with dread, and still I'm led right back to you. Why don't we have a Darla jingle? What the fuck? Well, I mean, you know, we've got two more episodes left. Uh, n none mm. with Darla, but, you know. Yeah. I feel like Darla's, it, it, were Darla to have a jingle, it should sound like um, Alone by Heart. Like, that should be the genre <gasps> of music that is Darla's. Okay. Like, that's what I want. I'll bring this to the um, powers that be. Thank you. Uh, gr great you, timing to come up with great, this idea. Yeah. You tell that little one right now. <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer, you've got 24 hours. Here's your inspiration. Consult your piano. 
<laughs> so um, Drew is also in this uh, just briefly like gorgeous blue nighty that I was obsessed with. Um, Spike screams in a very high pitched manner that is unbecoming. It made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Son of He's a like, bitch Son got of me a too. Bitch! <laughs> I loved it. The girls then make it clear that this sex was concurrent rather than in succession. And Angela says, you never let us do that. And I say, no. not my canon. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I say here, too. I write in all caps, what are our thoughts on this? And I said, I always felt like they were all fucking, which is really disappointing. I know I've complained about this season a lot and that people don't like it. But can't we all agree that this is wrong? This is. This is they were all fucking. 100%. They were all fucking. They were 100 percent all fucking. Yeah. This is this is rewriting history right here. Incorrect. Yeah. When they have so moments much. like there was that one time and you never let us do it not my canon it was all the fucking time (laughs) they were always all banging yes (laughs) um thank you the girls then go off to take a bath together and enjoy a little consensual drowning while the boys scream (laughs) uh angelus breaks some glass like he's klaus michelson (laughs) absolutely uh ladies (laughs) and uh the boys vow (laughs) blood vengeance they go to the party. The bouncer tells them they are not on the list for the immortals party and they are tossed away. Um, we get here. This is another moment of the boys kind of like hyping each other up mm-hmm. um, of the being like mentioning the time like the immortals saved a bunch of nuns in Frankfurt that Angelus was going to kill. And Spike yells, nuns are your thing. Everyone <laughs> knows it. They respect it. They respect us. <laughs> They do not. Real is always sunny vibes. That's the thing, though. Like, people at least respect Angelus. So, like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, uh, the meat-ahead Angelus that we kind of got in season four, where it's, like, it can be fun, but it's, like, it's not the kind of the guy you sold us. It it does undercut the person that they told us existed. It was so Because he's he's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be really big and scary. (laughs) Except but, for when um, it comes to Angel Buffy, you know, and all of his over. lovers. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, back in present-day Italy, Spike's like, it's over. <laughs> They're bummed. Buffy's oh, fallen oh, for yeah. some dude. Yeah, we get I was also show. like, this flashback was this flashback was so fucking long. <laughs> it's it, the, the, the pacing of the, the stories in this episode are all over the place. Yeah, and kind of just for a joke that's like they can't get into the party, which like doesn't really feel like you get that much bang for your buck. I, I don't know. Um, they they're like, oh, it sucks that Buffy's falling for some dude who's centuries old with a dark past who may or may not be evil. And then they both kind of do a little bead of like, now that I'm hearing that out loud, it sounds like us. Um, and I'm like, this is too dumb a joke for either of them like and and i'm i'm always here to tell everybody that these two boys are idiots but both of them like saying that out loud and then being like oh well now that i'm hearing it out loud it does kind of sound like us i'm like they're both mind-breakingly dumb in this episode (laughs) in a way that just like completely breaks the reality of this show and uh i i wish with two episodes left for, yes. for the rest of the series. The series is ending. It's just wild to me. Now enters a bunch of weird little demons with thick Italian accents. Oh okay. So here's the thing. Kristen's like, I love these Italian demons. I was like, and 
each rewatch, I'm still like, I feel like this is Star Wars prequel, like, racism. These are endless stereotypes, and I felt uncomfortable. Because <laughs> say more. Especially, like, the main yeah. uh, demon. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. this accent seems like, what, what is the what is the Italian league that, like, try to get the Godfather, like, not made? I feel like they should have tried to get this episode not made. <laughs> I I felt very similarly, and I, I also felt, like, very confused about a lot of the, like, it, that's Italy jokes that are here. Like, I, yeah, it just did not feel uh, right or good to me. Well, yeah. Like, someone who doesn't know that much about Italian culture and has never been to Italy. Like, it just felt like a lot of, like, you know how when you're in Italy and, like, everybody's, like, fawning all over you? And I'm like, I think that's just what it's like when you're rich in Italy. And, like, I you're also... at a fancy <laughs> resort and everyone's taking care of you. Like, I don't yeah, know if the White Lotus. what entire <laughs> country's like. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, um, yeah, that stuff wore thin on me pretty quick, even though I liked and... the, their weird heads. <laughs> yeah. The Italian uh, head of Wolfram and Hart, I'm just like, I felt like she was going to try to sell me Prego at any moment, honestly. Mm-hmm. I am, um, maybe I am insulting all of my Italian ancestors by having loved the Italian bullshit, but I just <laughs> loved the Italian bullshit. And I did have the thought of like, mm-hmm. okay, but like, you know, where is the line? But like, where do you mm-hmm. draw the line when it comes to like stereotyping mm-hmm. cultures and blah, blah, blah. And like, Right. I, you know, I um, have grown up amongst a bunch of Italians constantly making mm-hmm. caricatures of themselves on purpose. And so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hell yeah. Like this Italian, <laughs> like I loved, I yeah. loved it so much. But I also mm-hmm. like have talked about plenty of other places in the series where like we've done this with countries or cultures and had and mm-hmm. taken issue with it. So I don't know, but I just... Listen, mm-hmm. I love the sexy fucking Italian leader of Wolfram and Hart, and I love the Italian bartender, and I love the old grandma Italian demon. I just did, okay? I did. You just love these Italian I women is what it is. Italians. I don't disagree. I do want to uh, have a nice glass yeah. of wine with the le- the head of Italian Wolfram and Hart. Yeah. Like, let's talk. Let's have a pasta I dinner. I didn't like I'm her racism, but, like, other than that, I was, like, all <laughs> yeah. in for the Italians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is not as bad as Star Wars prequels racism. This is There's no Watto or Jar Jar happening here. But, like, I it is, like, it is heavy stuff. It's also like it's Italian. It's it's spicy white, so it's like technically yeah. not racism. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. heavy stereotyping. Uh, yeah. And also yes. the, the the male uh, demon has the worst li- line reading of the entire episode. It's like maybe she just likes the cut of his trousers. I'm like, this is the worst yeah. line reading I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, that made me feel insane. Um, <laughs> but so... the Italian "fuck you" gesture from the multi-ear demon really yeah. fucking a plus. <laughs> Mm. did make me laugh um so we meet all the weird little italian demons they give him the capo's head in a little bowling ball bag and because you only need the head like everything will pupate out of that what fun um and it's like okay time to take the head back to la real quick cut to the boys are at buffy's apartment again being like hey andrew 
Andrew has a little poor strip on because he's getting ready and it's 2004. Um, that got a little like, oh, <laughs> from me. I can't believe you called it a poor strip and not a Biore strip. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's let's wow, call okay. it what it is. <laughs> there would be a commercial for the Biore strip too yes. after these messages. Ooh, fair enough. Um, he's got a little Biore strip and then we cut to Wes's office and the the breakneck like tone shifts <laughs> going from like the goofy Italian demons to like now I must tell the love of my life's parents that her body is a husk uh, being used by and puppeted around by an immortal god <laughs> Because um, here's wild. the thing, we, we talk about how like the Spike Angel stuff obviously should happen sooner. Like this plot should be an like all, the whole episode, and it should be mm-hmm. everyone, the whole team's like reaction to mm-hmm. seeing what Illyria can do. Because the problem with this story, as well as great as uh, Amy and Alexis's mm-hmm. performances are, is that. It, it really drives home, like, this whole story is about Wes. It's about yeah. Wes's man pain. And, like, part of that that and stuff like this is the reason why Wesley is literally has, like, the best character development of, like, any Buffyverse character. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. discount that. But it mm-hmm. is, like, her, like, Fred's story becomes Wesley's story. Wesley's yes. the only one who loved her. The fact that neither Gunn nor Lauren, who despite being here, see that Illyria can turn into Fred. And Gunn has had no reaction to this Illyria stuff other than like when she like saved him mm. from suburban hell and that was yeah. it. That's absurd. Wild. Gunn and Lauren, probably the two closest other people. I mean, clearly Gunn, but like Lauren mm. too. Like they are the two yes. closest people L- Lauren to is- Fred outside L- of or including Wes, you know? Yeah. Lord is literally drinking sea braces at work nonstop because of the yeah. Fred situation. Yeah. yeah. And they, the fact that they have, because honestly, everyone in Wolf Moon Heart should be losing their shit the second they see Fred, because they mm-hmm. all know. Like, they're mm-hmm. all like evil, but like, they know what happened. Like, yeah. that's not normal. You shouldn't be just walking like, about your day. You'd be like, uh, that's yeah. something like this, this creature who's like super powerful and we're all kind of on edge about can do. Yeah. What, what's this now? like rut-row. So, yeah, it's it is just wild and uh the but in this scene the Burkles are impressed by the new digs that are, you oh, know, West's uh, office. They talk shit about the Hyperion, which I didn't care mm-hmm. for. <laughs> Especially after seeing the set that we hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's something we will say we hate cuz I got so much got so tired of it in this episode. But like the mm-hmm. other reason why this whole story should just be its own plot is because it would be a perfect follow-up to Fredless where they're yeah. all trying to hide that Fred is like yeah. dead from yeah. her parents. Yeah. Mhm. And so they, you know, we have a bit about them being like, you call us Roger and Trish, come on. And they're so warm and sweet. And Wes is in just this like paralyzingly awful situation. You're just like, oh my God, like, what are you going to do, man? <laughs> they ask him and- once if everything's fine. And it's like, he, he's like staring daggers and he's seething throughout. Like, he's not fine. No. You should be, be asking him constantly if he's fine because he's not. Yeah. And he <laughs> tries to tell them, but then in walks Fred, which is, you oh, know, boy. Illyria pretending to be Fred. Uh, then we cut to the club, a.k.a. the Italian bronze. A DJ is scratching a record. What? That shitty techno is playing, but then the DJ is doing all that scratching for no reason. <laughs> what what is this? Know. What is this show? Well, they had club happening. scenes before in this show. Why can't they do it right now? I was just like, this show what is made di- by old men. <laughs> what did tonight and Goddard do? <laughs> How much worse could this have been? 
I if this is the result. No. <laughs> I, I don't I, know, and I'm scared. <laughs> I am so. I need to talk to one of them and ask them what. <laughs> how did these? How did these episodes happen on your watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are Drew Goddard or Stephen tonight, uh, Stephen S tonight, call us off mic. Let's just talk about what was happening this season. Oh my, I we just need to know love to hear. Yeah. I need to know why they, these two. They shouldn't be teaming up and having the worst episodes. I don't. It makes no sense. They they teamed up and made a great season of Daredevil. So we know <laughs> it doesn't have to be this way. We know Just based on wild. literally every episode they've written independently of this yes. show. Like fan, both fantastically talented dudes. I do not know why all their team ups are stinky no good. But this season, they are all stinky no good. Are, and I'm are they sorry lying about who, who actually wrote the episodes? Was it someone else? Was it just like some like executive from Fox being like, I want to write an episode. Okay. And they wrote this. And they're like, put tonight and Goddard's name on it. No one will say anything bad then. Perhaps. Um, so we're walking through the club. The techno is bumping. Angel the scratching is bumping. The scratching is scratching. Um, Angel's like, dancing. Why did it have to be dancing? Like, okay, Indiana Jones. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that might be casual for you all who know Indiana Jones, but as someone who just watched it, I was so excited to get that reference. You have no idea. I was like, oh Kristen, God, you haven't heard that reference in all of your 52 years of life? I mean, probably. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the amount of times that that reference has gone over my head. I mean, literally, the mm-hmm. first time I watched this episode. Like, all of the times I've never known what it was from until I watched Indiana Jones. And here it was for me. And I knew. I knew. The and joke. then, like, last season of Angel, they literally had stakes. Why did it have to be stakes? <laughs> Hello, Kristen and Jenny here to tell you that this September will mark the 30th anniversary of the premiere of The X-Files. And to celebrate, we will be in Boston and New York City doing live recordings of our podcast, The (laughs) X-Files. Join us and special guests Saturday, September 9th at Arts at the Armory in Somerville, Massachusetts, where we are discussing The X-Files Season 1, Episode 20, Darkness Falls. And then the very next day, Sunday, September 10th, at the Bell House in Brooklyn, where we will be discussing The X-Files, Season 1, Episode 21, Tombs. The ultimate will-they-won't-they, Tombs and the Fifth Liver. (laughs) All information except whether he gets the liver or not can be found by going to bufferingcast.com slash live. We will have a VIP meet and greet in Boston and a VIP after party happening in New York City. And yes, of course, we will be dressing up as Mulder and Scully. Or, Jenny, will we be Fox and Dana? Come to the show to find out. <laughs> Tickets and details are there for you at bufferingcast.com slash live. So they go up to a bartender. They describe Buffy. And the bartender's like, yeah, girls really go wild here at spring break. Oof. Um, but she's familiar with the immortal. Uh, she points out a blonde girl dancing. We see the back of her head. Uh, and Spike okay. takes off. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Has this stand-in never seen Sarah Michelle Geller dance? Agree. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> we're both we're like, what are the, the fucking dance. What are the fucking kids in like a Peanuts uh, dance like Christmas musical like doing like this? 
Agree. <laughs> Agree. God, these are clearly good not. Bits. I mean, honestly, though, it isn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's actually that this potential is just like not doing did not study up on the footage from the bronze. But like doing bad these job. men, <laughs> Angel Spike, know what Buffy looks Holy, like when she's dancing. Yeah, they're like blonde hair must be Buffy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then this and dude is again. She was bad. Yeah. The immortal is Frank is, is a Frankenstein doing <laughs> And he's like his so big boxy good. suit. <laughs> That's not Ian Summerhalter. <laughs> yeah. He's got moves, okay? Yeah, come on. Ian's, Ian can dance. Um oh my gosh. So Spike like takes off and Angel's like, You don't have a shot, Blondie Bear. Damn. Um Spike is like, you know what? I know I don't have a chance with her, and I probably never did, but I have to stop her from being with the immortal. Or you. Um <laughs> love that this is still Spike's POV on this. Um interesting uh to me. Um love uh and Angel then snaps at him. Ours is a forever love. I, I write in my notes. You're writing that in your diary, bitch. I know it. Like, it's like Morgan peeking her head out from the bar and being like, theirs is a forever love. Absolutely me. Um, they then realize they've misplaced the head of the Capo de Familia and the uh, little, um, w- what we, I think, all believe to be the most offensive little Italian uh, demon guy is taking it. <laughs> um, then they're accosted by more dudes and some violence begins. This leads us into what I think is my favorite part of the Italy stuff. This uh, slow-mo fight sequence that seemingly set yes. to Dean Martin. Yes, this is the best the best yeah, part. Like, this was a big swing. The boys fighting in slow motion, and they're doing well until Spike accidentally hits Angel. It's and, oh, it, it's it's this and the 1950s flashback that are best because like they're actually like interesting choices the show is formally making like like it used to. Yes. The 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 fear on Spike's face when he realizes he's just hit Angel. Yes. Then Angel getting mad and hitting Spike back, then them hitting each other at the same time. Like there's just so the whole process of it and like all of their face journeys quite good really enjoyable to me um we speed up again spike yells he says he got confused because it's loud in here he calls angel a git that's always gets points from me (laughs) um and the demon gets away with the head (laughs) outside the demon takes their car spike hops out of vespa and says hop on little mama still getting me what still getting me Still getting me. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm not supposed to think no. it's funny. I think it's funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I, I just thought it was funnier when they did it in season two with uh, Wesley's motorcycle mm-hmm. and Angel had the pink helmet. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's the law. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Little Mama is really where I lost it. Like I mm-hmm. didn't think I would ever get to hear Spike call Angel Little Mama. And uh, yeah, I, the homoeroticism. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There it is. And, and, I, I'm not gonna not gonna complain about that. Not gonna complain about Little Mama whatsoever. You're not Dude, Kristen, you don't have to preemptively be like, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I promise. You're safe. You're safe here. <laughs> um. We then get Angel riding on the back of the Vespa, which is cute, but we get this like very slow backlot car chase. Yes. Again, is this big fat liar? (laughs) 
It's I, I just wrote, I cannot believe I'm watching a backlot car in Vespa Chase when I could be hanging out with a gun. We are in the last hundred minutes of Angel the TV show and this oh, is happening. Yeah. And the recent yeah. question I bring up Big Fat Liar is like it's not it's not just a backlot on there. Like, they address that it's a backlot on Big Fat Liar. Here mm-hmm. it's just like this is still not as egregious as the rooftop scene between Wes and Illyria. That was it's not. Yeah, that was like a green screen. Or not even a green screen. It was just like it a screen like that had like it was like painted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was uh, that was disappointing. That was hard to see. This is better than that. So again, we're being so positive. Um, the car hits them. The Vespa falls apart. The boys yell at each other. They only have 12 hours to get the head back before everything's fucked. And Angel's like, we get the head and we get out of here. And that's it. Cut to them at the club being like, are you sure you haven't seen Buffy and she isn't here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I write in my notes that the stakes of this are bullshit. The bartender's like, she's gone, sorry. And they're like, this is classic immortal. Spike is a joke about how the immortal got him imprisoned for tax evasion. I love the parallel, uh, Morgan, of you being like, we have 100 minutes left and this is what we're doing. And also inside of the episode, they have like Mm -hmm. no time left and they still go back to the bar for Buffy. There's like something happening there. (laughs) It's very much, it's touching on that constantly. And I'm like, that joke isn't funny to me because of this. And they're like, isn't this joke funny? Let's do it five more times. And I'm like, no, please. Okay, it'd be one thing if the show was getting renewed and we knew there'd be yeah. another season. Yeah. It's like a day, but like th- we know the show's ending. You know, th- they're making the show knowing it's ending. Yeah. Why are you doing this to us? Yeah. I just, I'm so confused. So uh, the boys are like, this is a fluke. You know, if if we were in LA, the immortal would be fucked because uh, we'd have all of our cool toys and gadgets and shit. And Spike's like, hey, doesn't Wolfram and Hart have like an Italian office? Cut to Wolfram and Hart Rome. <laughs> I'm in the beige place again. <laughs> this is where I read my notes. One, this show has no money. I can't wait to not see the set for a long time. And remember, I was excited about the set at the start of the season. You I guys, did too. The, the, the addition of a small wine rack inside of one of the Wolfram and Hart offices to place <laughs> it in Italy was where I was like, oh, wow, okay. This is, okay, this is how we're making it okay. Italian. <laughs> And and my second thing is because I'm paying attention to the stories that they're trying to tell as we're hurtling toward the end is that the whole deal is that like Angel and Co have they have the LA branch. Like that's Mm -hmm. really all they have. Because as far as we know, the rest of the branches operate the same way as they ever and probably wouldn't want to help Angel because of the competition Mm -hmm. for profits. But hey, we have no money. We have the same set. The end. Yeah. Wild. Um, the hot lady who's in charge of Italian Wolfram and Hart gives them some air kisses. We get a runner about how she's racist and spits a lot. Um, she's uh, how she pretty. slash Italians in general yeah, are racist. Yeah, this was the one I moment guess, for me with, yeah. the ta- with the Italian stuff that I was like, okay, like it, that. It, that was, and it's twice. They don't even. They don't even pull yeah. this joke once. They pull it twice. Like they go hard on it. It's not great. Yeah, it's rough. It, it, it's not good. She's like, we'll get you anything you want. It's our way. Uh, maybe um, maybe the, the night Goddard team up is so no one can point the finger at anyone specifically. It's just like, put your mm-hmm. names on it. And then they can't be like, I know you wrote yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's both of them. If, if you ask either of them a question about any of these three episodes, they both just point to each other. <laughs> 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 and 
run away. <laughs> serpentine, serpentine. <laughs> and to that I say, very clever, boys, but I will find you. <laughs> Um, so then back in Wolfram Heart, LA, Roger's impressed with Fred's lab. Trish is recalling that time she ran over the demon with the bus. I'm like, I remember. <laughs> Take me back. Uh, she says, how is that the last time we all saw each other? Trish asks Wes, like, is there a lady in your life? Because she can't help herself. She wants to do some matchmaking. She wants Wes and Fred to fuck. Or she wants to <laughs> fuck her. Wes. That was the plot twist I didn't see coming. Yeah, she said, if you, if you don't fuck him, I will. Yeah. And I was like, and I was Mom? Like, Damn. <laughs> I can't remember. They Did, did they Roger? fuck before she alluded or no? Or then we joked about how he couldn't close. I, I think he like could not close. Like they like they were together like I think like twelve hours before it happened. Like it was something. And she wanted to take it slow, I I think, right? Yeah, Yeah. or like he did or something. Like it was really embarrassing. Like he absolute (laughs) absolute cuck stuff, you know. (laughs) To to use a word that Spike loves. (laughs) Um in season five especially. Because I love season five. Um, Fred is like, let me show you my office. I'm putting Fred in quotes. Um, And Wes and Illyria get this little moment um, while Roger and Trish have ducked into Fred's office. Yeah, Wes has been staring daggers during this tour too the whole time. Yes. (laughs) Like, why why do you hate our daughter, sir? (laughs) I'm single because I don't want to fuck this one. (laughs) And... Illyrius explains, you know, the grief that's hanging off of Wes and everybody in here is so much she can't tolerate it from Roger and Trish, too. So she thought this would be more convenient. And and, and that's kind of all we get from her about her own motivation for doing this. Mm-hmm. For me, that's the piece I'm missing the most. Like, it's really annoying to make it all about Wes. But to me, it's also really annoying to not have any discussion ever about like Illyria's internal self like Mm -hmm. there's no one she can talk to and there's nothing so rarely can she like express how she feels other than when the world met me it shuddered and groaned (laughs) and that kind of thing like I want to know like why what how does she feel about these people in this place why is she staying here like I I know that's hard to dramatize because it's like mm. not like Illyria would like talk about her feelings, but you dramatize. You it. could have people like Gunn or Lauren trying to get it out of her. Honestly, mm. if they weren't doing this, Spike would be around, and, Sp- and she and Spike have a thing, a connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and it would have been nice. So Illyria is like, "Do you want me to stop?" And Wes does not stop her from doing this because you know he can't bear to break news yeah. to she, her she, parents. She says it's a simple modulation of her form. I, I appear as I choose, and I'm like, hot. Hot. <laughs> her, like, with, like, a Lyria voice, but, like, Fred Visage, I'm like, okay. I'm yep. like, what's up? Yep. On my, on my fuck, watch lo- fuck watch list, big time. <laughs> I'm, I'm zooping over on my Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back at the Rome office, the boys oh, wait. tell... Oh, no. yeah. the, the sad The sad part of the scene uh, mm. is when uh, Trish comes out and said uh, that, her, that Fred's office is bare as bone. It's bare because Wes cleaned it out after Fred died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, like the chick's poster isn't even there anymore. Like, everything's gone. It's empty because mm-hmm. she, she hasn't been there. No one's been there. Yeah. It's no oh, one's it's in ex, No one's in the lab anymore at all, actually. I don't think anyone <laughs> does science at Wolfram and Hart anymore. The show is made with $10 now. <laughs> 
absolutely wild. So uh, then in Rome, the boys tell their Roman counterpart they're looking for the immortal. Spike makes a joke about how the immortal has climbed Everest. Oh. It's all just like emasculation comedy here. I, yeah. Remember, I've called, like, again, the stakes of this. Yeah. I've called the Italian scenes now uh, stereotypes are us. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. Um, I mean, just, that is like, literally this, every Italian scene. Yes. <laughs> Um, I just like, remember when the stakes of the show were about like the war between good versus evil rather than like who was the coolest and most righteous dude who fucks, but like whatever. Um, she well, is also had sex with the immortal, this lady. <laughs> something that I th- like, that's what I was thinking about so much is how like the Buffy verse is this mix of both. And this, like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with especially this being so close to the end of the season, but mm-hmm. it's like, like I see maybe what the attempt is here in terms of like emotional back and forth mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. we're a universe that can do this funny shtick in Italy where the demons throw meatballs at you and also <laughs> <laughs> we can we can be you know immersed in this loss and grief and yada yada mm-hmm. and you know so so I like I think like that was probably the aim um mm-hmm. w- whether you know whether missing or not i i kind yeah. of get it mm-hmm. i'm just wondering what is the emotional issue we're getting at here because i mean given that like all the beats are just like over and over again i'm and i feel emasculated no no i mean I wish the Buffy emotional beats are in the illyria side oh in the illyria side, there's like, no what? emotional beats at all in italy because we've already the, we've already been end, through all the stuff yeah. in italy between these two yeah. like, we're like yeah. hitting the same beats over and over again yeah because to skip forward a little bit to the end like when andrew puts on his tux and goes on his date with two girls he says you know people change and like so the idea is supposed to be that like spike and angel are like locked in the past in a way or i guess is like the story that they're trying to tell with this buffy thing and that's not like i mean that's interesting to talk about like two like immortal figures who can't still cannot get over some like petty shit and stuff like that but that just doesn't feel like a story connected to anything other than these two dudes being around each other and squabbling a lot this year, which doesn't really seem to carry any weight. It has not carried mm. any weight for me since Destiny. Um, mm. So I just, this this should have been pre-Destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or like just post-Destiny. Uh, so anyways, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I Because I, my only thing was like, I wonder if, like, these flashbacks then, like, stomp on Destiny. But I don't don't think they do. Like, make it a two-parter. That way you have flashbacks both times. Mm -hmm. And it's just... And you'd also... Then you could bang them out, like, filming-wise, like, at the same time. Mm -hmm. That would probably help with, you know, budget, since, you know, that's a a huge issue here. (laughs) Look at us bored in this. (laughs) Get us on on with the line, producer. We'll get this stuff all hammered out. Um, so, uh, Italian Wolfram and Hart leading lady has fucked the immortal too. Did they uh, give the her boys, a name? They I did. Cause at first oh. I, in a very funny turn of events, uh, I, Michael walked in while I was watching this for the third time and this lady came out <laughs> and I was like, they don't even give her a name. And then she says her name really fast <laughs> and I forgot it immediately. And okay, I was let's... like, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's see, what is her name? So she does have a name. It's just uh, given very quickly. Ilona. Ilona. Mm-hmm. Ilona. Okay, Ilona. So Ilona, um, you know, they're like, they don't oh, even give Ilona. her a name. 
Yeah. I'm so stupid. I can't <laughs> emphasize that enough. Um, the the boys are like, Buffy's under a spell by the immortal. And she's like, the immortal doesn't use magic. He doesn't like spells. Come on. Um, they're like, wake Italian Wes up. And because he's taking a nap, which is another Italian joke. Um, and they're like, the immortal doesn't use magic. <laughs> Um, she, uh, she's like, hey, you're here for the head, not for Buffy. They got a ransom note for the head. The drop is going to happen in less than an hour. And the boys are like, cool, we want an assault team. And she's like, no, I have a suitcase full of money. You do the drop. Literally, when the boys are discussing the assault team that they want, Spike says, guns, lots of guns. You're telling me this boy doesn't love the Matrix? You're telling me this boy is <laughs> the Matrix? There it is. I thought we were He's getting the Matrix and the uh, Frank Sinatra slow-mo fight scene, but we got it here. No, 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 no. We're getting I mean, that that's not bullet time. That's just, uh, you know, <laughs> Dean Martin time. Um, <laughs> the boys are like, oh, fine, we'll do the drop and not use a bunch of guns and helicopters. Uh, we're on the uh, back lot, Rome streets. Yeah. So I see also a note that, that David Greenwald described this episode as, you know, sort of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern go to Rome, which, I mean, we all know I love the Immortal Bard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly. It's on record. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. But, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hamlet, that's where Rosencrantz and Guildenstern come from. Uh mm-hmm. They are side characters. They are tertiary mm-hmm. characters. That's the whole point yeah. of the play, then. You don't do mm-hmm. that with your two leads. This would be like yeah. a gun and... If, if this was a gun and Lord me- Lauren mess around, then it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I really wanted this it to is be just, a Harmony and Lauren mess around, just for what it's worth. Yes. Something like uh. that. That's mm-hmm. that's this. Yeah. When it's... Yeah. It's, it's your two leads. Number one and two on the call sheet are not yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 it doesn't yeah. work that way. It, it doesn't. It's very silly. Um, we're, we're on the backlot streets. The boys are making the drop, and they're arguing about who has saved the world more. Angel, in this moment, claims that he made Buffy stab him to kill Akathla. <laughs> this bit, I, I do... It, much like uh, the immortal dancing has been burned into my brain for eight years, like she singled me with her eyes has been burned into my brain for years. <laughs> oh my god, him literally I, being like, I let her do it, like I, I did it. And then Sp- the one two of it of Spike being like, actually, I helped her, so I get that one. I was like, they should have shown like the flashback yes. to it and yes. see if his wet eyes were signaling. Yeah, no signal, Angel. None. <laughs> Your eyes were saying, I, I love you, kiss me. <laughs> what happened? Your eyes were closed, bitch. That was the whole the point. It's called close your eyes. But Do before you know. he closed his eyes, he's like, I'm going to close my eyes, but first. Yeah. <laughs> a little wink. Uh, I write in my notes, I'm begging you with everything I have to leave Becoming Part 2 alone. Um, Now the little demon comes and makes the joke about Buffy liking the cut of the immortal's trousers. Awful delivery. I'm like, stop doing this. I don't care for it. Back at Wolfram and Hart, Fred, in quotes, says goodbye to her parents. Wes is seething Uh and they think this is normal. And when, technically it is normal for Wes, but like, come on. Yeah. And they're like, we'd love this guy to marry our daughter. <laughs> like, I'm like, you, you should be very worried. Yeah, he seems like not a cool guy to be around. 
Do you guys know that he that she dated Gun? Do they know this? Oh my Did God. she talk about Gun? She should have. She hasn't seen um, them in like two years, right? So probably but not. She had to have talked and about guns during that time, right? Them. Yeah, I mean, I assume yes. And she also like, like they're like she hasn't talked to them since she died, which has been like what, like a um, couple months? Yeah. Wild. Um, and she's probably last time she talked to him, she's like, I think I might be getting back together with Gun. <laughs> Cut <Yeah>. to. <laughs> Uh, whatever makes you happy, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> this seethingly angry man with <laughs> fixed hair. <laughs> I can sense his hair's been fixed. I can sense it was sh- much shorter just last week. And I appreciate the effort. Kristen, did making. you see this hair? Did you see what his hair looked like in the last episode? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did. It's too little. <laughs> um, he looked like fucking Protozoa from Xenon. <laughs> That I uh, have. Wes, do zoom, zoom, zoom. Ooh, oh, uh, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna pick, get the picture out. Zetus Lapidus. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kristen, I would be very interested to hear your thoughts on uh, the Xenon trilogy. Okay. You don't have to watch the third one. You don't. It's about the Space Olympics. <laughs> they also recast Protozoa in the third one. So what's the yeah. point? Oh yeah, I put an image Fuck in there. Shit. Oh, the galaxy is ours. My. <laughs> oh wait no galaxies oh, are galaxies oh, too, it's, yeah. oh. it's uh x3 is you're out of this world which sucks. oh, oh my yeah God, with, with this rest. fucking hair mm-hmm. yes right iconic like mm-hmm. uh, absolutely mm-hmm. that is unbelievable wow Incredible. you can understand why xenon was in love with him <laughs> clearly mm-hmm. wow I mean, yeah space station what why can't rock stars look like this now i don't know we're not trying hard enough, clearly. Exactly. <laughs> Why doesn't every member of Boy Genius look like this? <laughs> I'll forward the photo should, along. S- send this to little Jenny, actually. <laughs> Jenny, uh, uh, when you're on tour, I want you to look like, like this. this. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Actually, Jenny, do a cover of um, Zoom, 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 please. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, so, uh, so Wolfram and Hart, Fred is saying goodbye to her parents. Her mom is like, you seem different. And Roger's like, she's just growing up, honey. And then they he leave. He does and it's call like, his wife mother. This is a thing he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say honey. He says mother. Oh, mother. <laughs> wow. I hate wild. it. hate it. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Well, so, see, I, I like Roger, but yes. like, I, I don't love him saying mother. Yeah, don't do not do that. Uh, the the Burkles leave. They're very cute. And uh, the elevator doors close. And Wes drops whatever facade he was attempting to put on, which is barely <laughs> anything. And says, did you get what you needed from that experience to her? And she says, yes, it was most informative. And then he says, good, don't ever do it again. And then they don't talk to each other anymore and we're done. (laughs) And I'm like, everyone like walking back and forth with Wolfman Hart right now should be freaking out. Yes, and I'm like- How is Harmony not freaking out? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's interesting (laughs) this is something that Illyria can do. It's interesting it's something she did of her own volition, but like, it feels like an incomplete thought. Like, because again, it's all about Wes being sad. And we already know Wes is sad. That isn't new news to me. Wes has always been sad. (laughs) He's sad every day of his fucking life. Um, and I love I love the sad tweets. man, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a this is not saying anything bad about sad men. I love them. 
the only thing bad we said about Wes is that he's a cuck. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll stand by that forever. Uh, he's also an incel. <laughs> and I love him. Um, he's our incel. <laughs> yes. Our little My emotional incel. support incel. <laughs> See, Angel's oh. a vol cell, so it's different. Yes, it's different. Um, and when it was, <laughs> Kristen loves this. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen's like, I can't believe I missed this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, In South Florida. Italian you know? streets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, the the Italian uh, demon is uh, saying, you know, Buffy the more the immortal. You know, it's unfortunate for you guys, but it's fortunate for Buffy. Um, and uh, the Brando, I, I wrote that he was like kind of doing a, a little bit of a Brando Godfathery sure. kind of thing. Sure. Um, I don't like it's it. Not, it's not good. No. Oh, I have. And he has someone standing to his right. Well, I don't know if it's at this point, but it does happen. Who looks like a bald Jake Lacey with a pencil thin mustache, and I will <laughs> share the image with you because I did take a screenshot. I did see the pencil Horrifying. thin mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, that looks like bald Jake Lacey. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Okay, I see it. Mm-hmm. it. It looks like a bald Jake Lacey. <laughs> Fair. Um, so uh, the Brando demon waxes poetic about the immortal and Spike's like, what are you in love with him? This is his one good line delivery. He goes, no, no. Well, yes, but like, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's how I feel about many people. If you ask me, what are you in love with them? I'd be like, no, no. Well, yeah, but anyways. <laughs> that's like, not the point. <laughs> I can relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even a broken clock. Uh, he says, no, he's more of an inspiration. He, have you read his book? It's a life changer. The boys start fighting. The Italian guy makes comments about, oh, Americans using violence to solve their problems. Not a surprise. I'm like, like these okay. men aren't Americans, but okay. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, then uh, this demon, he uh, has the head in the bag and he puts a gun to it. And he's like, come on, time to do the switch. Spike gives up the money. We get the briefest flash of briefcase Spike once again. <laughs> um, and they do the exchange. The boys are left with the bag. And they're like, uh, can't believe those dudes aren't in league with the immortal. But anyways, we got the thing that we needed to get. And they open it. And it has a bomb in it that is ticking down from like four seconds. Real Looney Tunes shit. <laughs> Cut to... The backlot Italian streets are on fire. Spike's jacket has melted off of him. He screeches that everyone has no idea what he went through to get this. It is. And I, mm. I was going to say, it's wild that, like, considering how important the jacket is to the character, that they kind of just, like, made a joke out of destroying it in the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. It's like. Yeah, very weird. Nothing matters. Of, yeah, nothing matters, but also, like, Robin Wood catching strays still crazy. Like, leave him mm. alone. He continues to be disrespected. Mm. Just leave this man alone. Mm. Give him peace. But I did write in my notes, losing a jacket is never easy, Spike. I feel you. Like mm. the, the, I felt the that deep, way about Stumptown. Mm-hmm, we lost many jackets. The bisexual connection that I feel with Spike in this moment. Like, jacket grief is real. True. See a professional about it if you're struggling <laughs> at home. Um, 
Angel's like, buy a fucking new one. And Spike's like, shut up. Like, it's another thing the immortals take it that I'll never get back. It's my second skin. I feel this way about several cardigans. Um, we cut to Wolfram and Hart, Italy. And it, Alona's putting a new jacket on Spike. And he's like, mm. oh, okay, this solves it all. It's fine. You know <laughs> who would have like 10 more to Los Angeles. Would have loved to have the jacket? Robin Wood. Yes. His dead mother's jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if Spike could have just taken a replacement jacket this whole time, how about that? How about we do that sooner before his jacket blows up? Would have been nice. Would have been cool, yeah. Uh, Angel walks in in one of those fucking, like, 2004 motorcycle NASCAR-ass-looking jackets. I said, this motherfucker looks like Jeff Gordon. Like, (laughs) what's going on? This really got me. I got a good chuckle. I got a good chuckle Mm -hmm. from this ridiculous Italian leather jacket joke yeah alona's <laughs> like you look gorgeous and angel's like i don't know and the boys are like give us a fucking assault team and she's like no 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 brute force will get your head smushed leave this to us um and then she shuts the door and locks them out why did not angel uh, i i know why because then the story doesn't happen yeah the, why wasn't the italian office just put in charge of this in the first place because they're in italy yeah Or why weren't the demons flown to Italy for the head instead of the round trip time that it takes to get from Italy to Los Angeles, which is a long time. Yeah. Why or why couldn't they bring like a third whose actual job was just to do the head stuff while they're looking for Buffy? Would have been a good job for Gunn. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has nothing else to do in this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, So the... Um, the boys are like, give us the assault team. They're like, no. And um, Angel is finally like, now that they've been shot out of the office, can we just go home? And Spike's like, yeah. Cut to them at Buffy's place. Andrew's getting out of the shower before he goes out. Buffy is not back yet. Spike asks if Buffy is acting weird, like she's under a spell. And he's like, no. <laughs> this is where Angel shits on the fucking cookie dough line. Because it's not it. good. <laughs> counterpoint sorry this is where latoya and Kristen roast morgan for a moment you know what i mean counterpoint it's not meant to be good she does the whole the whole point counterpoint for season five it's not meant to be good good. so there we go it's perfect uh the whole point is she is like trying to articulate that she doesn't know yet Mm. that she is unfinished like it's the full like i don't know i'm cookie dough it's not that but it's like i'm cookie dough you know like and it's a silly comment meant to be kind of goofy and just her being vulnerable with someone and saying like i don't know yet dude like i can't and i just fucking hate hearing angel be patronizing about buffy telling him she wasn't ready for him yet like i know he's like under stress in this moment and he's mad and this has been like a whole crazy night but it actually just genuinely felt like shitty and disrespectful to me yeah and i was like that was something she told you in confidence because she cares about you and felt vulnerable enough with you to kind of say something stupid which you can do with someone you love and trust and you're here shitting on it to everybody else like that's not their relationship i don't appreciate it say what you want about buffy and angel and their whole thing and whether you buy into it or not but like 
they don't just like blatantly disrespect each other behind each other's backs and it really rubbed me the wrong mm -hmm. way in the midst of a episode and season that have done that several times well, so i freaked out because <laughs> my issue uh, and it's just something i'm realizing now uh, besides you know the cookie dough thing we will never agree on this uh my issue is it's not like the the, the content of it it's the actual verbiage of the, the cookie dough is what i just i, I can't take uh mm -hmm. but my issue here is that like so was buffy like if she's trying to figure herself out she's not allowed to like i know the moral right. he doesn't like the moral is she like not allowed to date anyone like ever right and also yeah. angel can you like allow her to become a, a full grown adult like she's yes. still like in her early 20s yeah like this it kind of reeks of like he only wants to just like be with her when she's still young. It's like she is like a mature adult when she finally comes back to him. Ew. Yeah, that's it's what like, it feels okay, so like. You and can I know be with that's Nina not and not this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. <laughs> look at look at look at the younger model over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what it feels like. It just like all reeks of grossness. <laughs> and it's not the um, intent, but it's like it's what maybe if uh, some women were working on the show, we'd. Uh, <laughs> Right, like the so intent. Call out. One oh, woman they're was so around. Butthurt. Right, like that's mm -hmm. the intent, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The effect is just kind of shitty. So, and meanwhile, Andrew's like, is Angel crying from the other room? Honestly, kind of funny. Uh, and Spike's like, no, not yet. Andrew's like, look, the immortal has flaws, but Buffy's moving on, and you should too. And Spike's like, yeah, it's silly that we're chasing her. They around. should fucking. I'm sorry. They should just wring his neck for constantly fucking with them. This guy got on his fucking high horse in damage, and mm -hmm. then this whole thing, like, beat the shit out of him. Angel has no allegiance to this kid. But they never beat his know. Ass. They never know that he's fucking with them in this, do they? No. I don't think he, he, they ever learned, but, like, just for the disrespect from damage, beat the shit out of him. The way Andrew, like, interacts with Angel, I'm just like, you need to learn. You need your ass kicked. That's, <laughs> That's the thing with the trio. They all needed their yeah. ass kicked Honestly, more. Honestly, I will never disagree with the mm. fact that Andrew could really stand for getting his ass kicked. I, I agree Because, again, that. he should have gone to prison. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Faith he went to prison. Yes. <laughs> This little bitch has the audacity to do this. It's just shocking to me. It's like, have you not gotten away with enough? Like, Literally be, gotten away with murder. Be thankful. Be a new person who's good. Like, I, I, and, and you're not. You just suck. I also like, feel, I, oh, I hate it. I mean, this is neither here nor there, but I also just feel like in terms of continuity with the universe of the of the show, there's just something mm -hmm. always lacking to me that these guys would not always know what's up with the other guys. Like, mm -hmm. that Angel would not know that there are three Buffies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that. I just feel like if your job is saving the world and you're one of a select few people who can do mm -hmm. that thing, then like... Yes. All, I mean, and we've, you know, we've talked about this for seasons, but it's just like, how are we not talking? How are we not having a, like, bi-monthly meeting? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, at least savers get on a Zoom. Conference call. Yeah, yeah. just get on the uh, call, guys. At least Damage, like, provided the out where, like, the, Team Buffy doesn't trust Team Angel, but, like, yeah. we're, we're cracking jokes now, so who cares? Yeah. yeah we're doing little just... pranks. Shut up, Andrew. I hate you. <laughs> Andrew's two dates arrive and he's in a tuxedo and he leaves with them. 
okay. And he's like, people change, guys. I write, ciao, Andrew. And that's a series wrap on Andrew, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Number one on the call sheet, yeah. Andrew. Andrew. In the, I mean, I, as, as folks who listen to the buffering journey, like I really, I love Tom Lank and I really loved Andrew mm-hmm. in the beginning. LaToya has been consistent Hell from yes. the beginning. Yeah, if you ever want to say I hate something, it is always Andrew. Yeah, yeah, you can't give me to budge on that. But I like, Mm -hmm. I really like, I found humor in Andrew. I saw the the purpose of Andrew's character in Buffy. And now I'm Mm -hmm. reading the comics and I am burning out on how heavily they lean on Andrew in the comics. So, like, (laughs) having that and this at the same time, like, it's just. You know, you want to talk about the same joke over and over again in terms of yeah. a spike in Angel. It's like an- they have been hammering uh, Andrew with the same jokes over and over again. And I liked them in the beginning. You know, I- unlike Latoya, mm-hmm. I liked them in the beginning. I do. I'm mm-hmm. also getting a little tired. There's a Buffy comic where they basically do Storyteller all over again. Mm. And I'm like, what are we doing? Why do we? Why? What? Yeah. I I haven't watched uh, season seven in a while, uh, so I feel very um, I feel I feel like I really only all my recent Andrew memories are season five of Angel yeah, Andrew memories, which, is... which I think do the character no favors <laughs> no. whatsoever, yeah. and I think even fans of Andrew would probably say that. Yes, yes. So I I don't have a solidified like Andrew take, but I definitely see pieces of both of what you guys are saying like it's a character that i've enjoyed in the past and in my present am not enjoying uh but yeah i do love tom link though and it's it's just a bummer like you can let him be funny and charming and stuff it doesn't have to be like this Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we then go to Wes's office and we get the final oh, like Wes sorry. and Oh, sorry. We, we don't scene. go to Wes's office yet because oh, it's don't. time for fuck watch. Oh hell yeah! Woo. <laughs> Are you guys fucking Kristen? You, you're the guest. I believe you have to go first. Okay. Yeah, guess what? Uh, this was a really, really <laughs> fucking hard choice for me. I was choosing mostly between two. There were some hot Italians that I had to say no, no, not this time. Mm-hmm. You know, but <laughs> my choice is Illyria in Fred's appearance. Mm, that is hot. complicated, kind of fucked up. But it's my choice. I almost went with Darla and Drusilla in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mm-hmm. the immortal was on the table for me. Like, I, I just want to know. I just, Especially once you learned it was Damon Salvatore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. now that I know But I'm going, with, I'm going with Illyria. Um, it doesn't have to just mm-hmm. be as Fred. I'm just going with the complexity that is Illyria. I'd like to know what mm-hmm. that's Hell all yeah. about. Mm. I think I'll also go with Illyria as Fred, specifically. I think I'll, I'll do that because... I mean, there's no consent issues because uh, Fred's dead. Yeah, Her whole not, soul exactly, is gone. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, so we're all good there. But also, <laughs> I do want to chime in and add, I will also be fucking uh, an off-screen character, which is uh, the napping Italian Wesley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now that's a motherfucker I can vibe with. Yeah, that's a good choice. A fucking great. Don't choice. you have an Italian Wesley? Yes, but he's napping. Oh my god, we'll just fuck like... Illyria and then after fucking Illyria, nap with Italian Wesley. 
Yes. I was like, a Wes with work-life balance? Call me. <laughs> um, I will be fucking Drew and Darla in the bath yeah. concurrently. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, I mean, it's right there for you. You know, it's really She basically bad. called us cucks for not I choosing know, I know, I know. Absolutely. These two fucking cucks. <laughs> as a as a high T alpha, um, you know, I'm just <laughs> So I'm doing what I got to do. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was trying to say, you know, how deep this podcast is and how we get into stuff. We just keep talking about cucks and high tea. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And cells and vol cells. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is really educational for knowing about issues that come up on 4chan. <laughs> um, and that's fuckwatch. It is. Uh, then in Wes's office... We get the end of the storyline. Illyria comes in to Wes and is like, are you mad at me or something as Fred? And mm-hmm. then uh, Illyria as Fred is like, come on. I love you. Love me. I love Damn, you. What's this the is, big deal? This is like when Lila dressed up as Fred, but like he's not trying to smash this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Wes is like, I loved her. And she goes, no, you loved this. And a part of you still does. I can feel it in you. I I wish to explore it further. Like in this moment, Illyria is being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is fascinating. Mm-hmm. She is going like, what if we like, come on, like, don't you feel it? Like what's going mm-hmm. on here? And Wes is like, no, no, it sickens me. And I'm like, yeah. boo, hiss, cuck. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> Cause this is where I'm like, this stuff rules. But like, like I said, everyone in Wolfman Heart should be freaking out. We should be seeing Gunn and Lauren reacting to this as well. Because we have zero of Gunn's mm-hmm. like actual reaction to Illyria, yeah. which is wild. Yeah. And I also have the question where I'm like, well, Wes, if you are like being like an operative and you are trying to do like what's best for the world and all of this shit, wouldn't having Illyria like somewhat indebted to you and in your pocket, you know, because she loves fucking you or whatever, be a helpful thing? Like I'm 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 interested in the like Wes doing spycraft and being like, okay, I'll explore this connection so that I can like essentially like turn Illyria into like my own asset. Like that seems like what a smart person would be doing. And then you could get into like a bunch of like tangly, complicated, thorny emotions here. But instead he's just kind of like being Wes and being morally righteous and being like no oh i'm i'm sickened and uh turning away when i'm very interested in the middle ground which is the fact that both of them kind of want to fuck each other this is what yeah it's what he'd do in season four Mm -hmm. i was gonna shoot a bunch of guns yeah i was gonna say (laughs) like on the one hand i can understand wes being like there is no emotional way that i could Mm -hmm. ever do this thing and on the other hand remember lila and remember tina what was her name? Justine. Like, like Wes's capacity for insane shit is high. So, like, yes. I, I also could see uh, believing that even though this is a thing that, like, I couldn't do, maybe none of us, mm-hmm. could, like, watching the show could do, mm-hmm. like, Wes might be the guy. If he still had yeah. that neck scar, he'd do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. God, I miss neck scar, Wes. He would have 
would have done something cool and chaotic. But um, like Wes, uh, you know, Wes is like, this is gross. And Fred goes, oh, Lord, we both know that ain't true. Like, she's like, <laughs> you want a piece of this, dude? And he is like, change into anything. Like, be blue, be anything fucking else. Like, I don't want this. And um, he leaves. And then Illyria uh, is blue again and goes, as you wish. How uh, fucking... I just like... Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, like, how fucking cool would it have been if, like, this storyline kept Gunn included and Gunn was the one who was like, I cannot do this. And Wes's fucking batshit little brain was mm -hmm. the one that was like, I will fuck this version of Illyria for Like, mm -hmm. that yeah. would be so in keeping with, I think, the characters that we know and also would do service yes. to, you know, the love that Gunn and Fred had. <laughs> And give both actors just like something meaty and complicated and interesting to play yeah. instead of just like kind of the edges of a story, which feels yeah. like it's not really doing anything yet. And also oh. we're supposed to be playing that like Wes is kind of going mm -hmm. mad. So I do think it, mm -hmm. it like you can buy this. Mm -hmm. But sorry, All Jay know. does in this episode is be a little snippy at Angel, tell us exposition and then say, hey, the head's here. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I just, I, you get to see, like, it's instead kind of like what, you don't get to know what Illyria, we don't get to, get to explore Illyria's wants. We don't get to explore how the rejection feels for her. We don't get to explore what she felt playing Fred. Instead, we just see Amy Acker play Fred, which we know she can do because of all the years we've watched her do it. I um, love that. It was a bit touch and go. It, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It just feels like too thin a slice to me. Like, are, are her feelings Fred's? Are they her own? Like, say what you want about Stephanie Meyer, but this is what's so great about her book, <laughs> The Host, which is like a metaphysical book about like, it's bringing up the host. Body. It's so good. I don't know why. It's insane. <laughs> Experiencing their memories and then being like, do I love this person or did I just like sit mm. in on their memories? Mm -hmm. Like, it's very, I think it's a very interesting thing about like fandom and shipping and stuff like that and being like, can you be in love with a love story? Like, stuff like that. How mm -hmm. does Illyria feel in this? Yeah. I'm fascinated by all of that. And it's just such a bummer that I'm hanging out in like Italy and watching Angel and um, Spike not being able to get into clubs when I could be like digging into this. It just uh, yeah. makes me sad. <laughs> but then we're in the Wolfram and Hart lobby. Angel tells Gunn they lost the head. Gunn's like, head's in the office, dude. And now I'm going to lunch. <laughs> and it is th the head is there with a note from the immortal. Uh, who helpfully procured it for them. The boys grouse about it some more. Spike is like, can't we just lock Buffy away in like a box? And I, I like all of Angel's responses to this, which is, I don't think she'd let us. She's pretty strong. <laughs> and Spike's like, what about mind control? And he's like, she'd figure it out. She's pretty smart. <laughs> so they say, yeah, we just got to live with it. And Spike's like, no problem. It's fine. I'm going to start living with it right now. <laughs> We're both laughing, actually. We're both moving on. They're not. And then that's the end of our episode. Narrator's voice. And not. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Angel has like did. 10 voicemails from Nina. Like, we were supposed to have dinner. Yeah. yeah. Did you turn into a puppet again? What's going on? <laughs> My blonde niece wants to meet you. <laughs> Amanda Ash. <laughs> I'm just like imagining Nina handing Angel like a crayon picture of him drawn by Amanda Ash. 
she loves you. And him being like, oh, God. <laughs> My favorite wrestler, Amanda Ash. <laughs> I do love the alliteration. Like, go off, girl. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Thousands cheering for Amanda Ash. God. It's true. Oh, so we've, we've been to Italy and back. I wonder... Is there any episode of the WB that uh, might uh, make this all go down a little smoother? (laughs) (laughs) Angel is a vampire. Does he even like TV? I think he'll like the WB. They got that hot teen drama to ease the pain and trauma. All right. Um, so basically, just any previous Greenwald directed episode, even she, because even mm-hmm. she has dancing from Wesley and Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's the selling point. <laughs> that's me. not on the negative side. That's not yeah. part of the problem at all. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, put on some uh, some Deer Boy, you'll get some Darla. Mm-hmm. Put on some Plurts Glurb, you'll get some Fred. Uh, plus Hell you get yeah. to say Plurts Glurb. Everyone's yeah. favorite Put thing. on any of these episodes and you'll get Cordelia Chase. Mm-hmm. Yes, baby. Yeah. yeah. And that's the most important part. Hell yeah. I don't know, well, just remember, remember how things were back in the day. Ugh. We used to be a proper country, etc. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hell yeah. Well... Gang, do we have any additional thoughts on this? I think we did a pretty we good fucking, job leaving no stone unturned. I, I can't believe we talked so much about this episode, but actually I can. I, I can because it's been it's been boiling. I have a question I, um, that is from me, but I feel like might also be in the minds of folks who are rewatching along with you. Um, and mm-hmm. like I haven't seen this series in a long time. So, you know, I know that there is frustration here about what has been done with this uh, third to last episode knowing what's coming or at least I know Morgan I don't know how familiar you are with the last two episodes but Latoya mm-hmm. I know you are is are you like are we arcing like okay they're gonna do the things we want them to do somewhat in the last two or or not so much they are and then you're gonna be like this is really fast yeah. I wish we okay. could have <laughs> okay if, if you'd be like we're probably doing the things we said to do but, but like, like you could have them. not rest this yeah okay because you knew yeah. you, you, had, you, you had to do them yeah you yeah, had to do the things block is about to be dropped on the gas pedal okay great um, yes great. I, I remember know what I'm in for <laughs> yeah and and it's it's just the truly the I think a lot of the like oh why are we doing this right now that we've been having these last couple episodes is like would have been nice to explore yeah. what we're going to explore yeah. in these last two over a slightly uh, bigger piece of time you know and it's, also just like being with the characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it basically addresses you know like remember how this is like takes place in a bigger world that we've been saying <laughs> and everything's been so insular it's like yeah mm-hmm. if only you would just continue to have the big world. It would all make sense. Yeah. 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 So I'm really excited for these last two. I think they're going to fucking rip uh, and we're going to have a really fun time discussing them. So I, I do think this is this is kind of a I, I like that we were able to have Kristen here this week. It's kind of a, a goodbye to a lot of the stuff we've been talking about that's been frustrating. And hopefully these next two episodes, we can kind of just be 
high-fiving a million angels the whole time. Great. Oh, <laughs> a million angels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> High-five and a million spikes. <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> Just spikes falling from the sky. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I'm dodging, like I'm in a video game. <laughs> Uh, guys, as someone who's uh, recently watched, um, I've been watching The Matrix while I work out, um, so that I work out. Morgan's Uh, been watching The Matrix? You wouldn't believe! um, And I just feel closer to Spike than ever. (laughs) (laughs) So many long coats are flowing in that fucking movie. I'm just like, God, he loves this shit. (laughs) When his jacket, we did not say this, but when his jacket gets, like, caught on the top of Angel's face in that moment in the fight, I am happy. I am happy to see the jacket used in such a way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good jacket comedy this week. (laughs) (sighs) Well, um... You can follow us on uh, at Angel on Top Cast on both Twitter and Instagram if you're interested in doing so. Uh, we are, uh, you can go to our Patreon at angelontop.com. You can get access to ad free episodes, bonus content, uh, Cole Turner cast, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, the lyrics to many jingles, which is something that people ask about. They're constantly, people are constantly in our uh, Instagram comments like, what are the words to these songs? <laughs> the words are here and there are MP3 files for, you know, your uh, listening pleasure. Oh, yeah. If you just, you know, need to be able to hear Bye for Boreanaz wherever you are, in which case <laughs> I can relate. Um, <laughs> the song absolutely fucking slaps. Um, also, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Lorgan Mudich on whatever platforms uh, still exist at the time of this airing. Mm-hmm. Good gravy. The internet is bad these days. It really is. Um, <sighs> Latoya, where can the people find you and should they? If you don't know by now, mm-hmm. figure it out. I'm on Blueski too Blue now. Ski. So. Oh, go to blue ski. Someone give me a blue ski code. Oh, I want to see oh, it's better over I'll there. I have three. Code. I can give you one. Yeah. Ah! Oh my god. Okay, soon to be on blue ski <laughs> at Logan Mudich. <laughs> if someone hasn't taken it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm at Lafergs on blue ski. Like that. What, what's the one? Is it Threads where I had to be attached to the Instagram so I couldn't be Lafergs because I have to. Yeah. God, oh, boo We have to fight whoever has Lafergs on Instagram. We gotta yeah. get him out. I think it's a white person. Oh, we gotta yeah, get him out. out of there. Yeah, this is a Jilbo Baggins situation. <laughs> we gotta get this person <laughs> fought. Um, Kristen, what about you? Anything to plug? Um, well, you can listen to me talk about uh, aliens um, and the government being a piece of shit uh, covering the X Files. Uh, produced uh, by Latoya Ferguson as well, so you get two ooh, ooh. two of us from in this pod and Jenny Owen Youngs. We're doing the EX files yeah. right now, um, and you can follow me again where I don't know where, but Kristen Noline, uh, which is K R I S T I N N O E L I N E. I found it very generationally interesting that you still called it Twitter, Morgan, because Jenny has been <laughs> calling it X. And don't don't, don't I, give in to that, Jenny. I, listen, I just like I was like, oh, are we? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using it really at all. Like occasionally, mm-hmm. I'll throw something up for buffering if like I just want to make sure people see it, but I, I'm not using it. And mm-hmm. um, and so I didn't know. I was like, is is that just what's happening? People are just calling it X, but you didn't. So I just don't know what's happening. It's a very confusing time. 
That's fair. People I are, have been are calling, calling it, it X, ironically, to piss off Michael Chase. I have <laughs> seen people call it X Twitter, which I uh, I like that mm. if you're gonna you, acknowledge X at all, X-Twitter. but otherwise, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'll on catch Instagram. And correct myself. I'm right now. I'm on Threads as well because it's like easy enough. It's right there. I'm on Blue Ski, right. but I don't really use it because I'm confused about mm. the whole situation. And also, uh, Morgan, I just emailed you the code, by the way. Thank you. This episode will be going up pretty soon. So if you live in um, Boston or New York, uh, Jenny and I will be doing a 30th anniversary celebration of the X-Files on September 9th and 10th in those cities. So you can look that all up on BufferingCast.com. And And hell yes. Go Sox. Yankees suck. (laughs) <laughs> and I know people have been asking, uh, uh, sorry, I will not be there. So do not get your hopes up for me, but don't like cancel the plans to go if, just because I'm not going to be there. You should probably uh, still go. Like, just you're not going to be there like physically, it doesn't mean that you might not be there virtually in some manner. You know what I mean? Like let Me talking about if I ever see Chris Carter, it's on site. <laughs> yeah, it's just like every time we're live, it's like you on video being like, fuck Andrew. And now it's like, fuck Chris Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. LaToya will not be there because she's in the parking lot of the shows ready to fight Chris Carter. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you can find her. Uh, He's trying to show up to this live X-Files taping. Not on my watch. Thank you for having me in your in your pod and getting to talk oh about gosh. the girl in question. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here as the girl in question. <laughs> Anytime. Um, this has been so fun. I love you guys so much. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening to our nonsense. Um, and you are now leaving Wolfram and Hart. And sorry, we do not validate. But Italian. <laughs> 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 <laughs>